cool cats and kittens it is friday night in phoenix and you're listening to the absolute geek podcast i am matt i am the guinea pig prince i'm brian the guinea pig prince uh-oh uh-oh what's uh what's going on guys how, did you just how pee you? on you no not this time uh, not this time how are you guys enjoying your quarantine i'm breeding guinea pigs breeding <laughs> i got a guinea pig zoo there you go uh-oh. Get rid of them. Uh-oh. 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 Is there an accident? It's starting to trip out. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's going to bite you. The guinea I pig need one pigs. of my handlers to come get it. One of your guinea pig handlers? <laughs> uh, Take oh, that the- thing the fuck yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> Go put it in a smaller cage. <laughs> Go put it in a smaller cage. So, I, what have you guys been doing to keep to keep busy? Uh, I'm going fucking stir crazy, bro. Yeah. Are you really? Yeah. Thinking about rejoining the uh, the workforce? Are you? Fuck no. <laughs> Not even. I mean, I'm going stir crazy. I'm going stir crazy because I'm stuck in my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not even not even the Rona will make me want to get back into the <laughs> workforce. Fuck no. Fuck all that. Yeah. Go fucking drive Uber Eats. Just getting crazy, man. I went to, to Walmart before the show and they're only letting a certain number of number of people in and they're they're kind of like everyone's wearing masks and Really? When did they start doing that at Walmart? Today, I guess. The Walmart I did was yesterday. It was all blocked off. They can only go in one way and out another way. And they had like all these pallets stacked up and all these like pink arrows everywhere. We have a special guest joining us tonight who was a little late to just join in. We got Ken Brown from Drawn to Comics. Welcome, Ken. Kenny B. Yes. Kenny B. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I always got some audio problems or internet problems or something. And he's frozen. And he's frozen. And looks, he's still frozen. He looks guys, like how's it going, dude? How's good. it going, Ken? Hey, there we go. I feel like I'm in a like a lighthouse here, dude. You guys you look like you're cool in a lighthouse. with that? Or how should I do this? Here? Yeah, you look like you're in a lighthouse. I know, dude. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm halfway to heaven. I'm not sure how uh wow, that's creepy, huh? <laughs> Yeah, Michael Stott you know says, uh, like. there's, there starts tomorrow, only 100 people in the store at a time. That's crazy. Like, they had, like, when you go in, so they had all the right. shopping carts, Walmart, they had all the shopping carts blocking one entrance, wow. and then another one, they had it divided, where you can only go in one single file, and out the other door. It, and that was it. And People are all wearing masks, That's- all the cashiers have masks, it's it's nuts. <sighs> That's why whenever I go into Walmart now, I make sure that uh, 
my cannabis cough isn't too bad because I get too many freaking stares. <laughs> People stare. <laughs> Every time I cough, I have to be like, cannabis cough. Yeah. You gotta get the shirt. Yeah, that's okay. coming. Camera cough? Cannabis. <laughs> gotta... Yeah, dude, because of the Fenless universe, right? <laughs> yeah. You gotta make sure that you have that covered. A little, yeah. You just have a sign on your head or wear, hang a sign around your neck that says, don't worry, it's just weed cough. It's yeah. Carol's fault. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's Carol Maskin's fault. Uh, well, I invited uh, Ken on the show this week. Uh, we've tried Frozen to invite him quite a, quite a bit, but um, we want to talk about a little bit about what's going on as far as the comic book industry is concerned. We've gotten a lot of questions and people talking about that as far as like what what the status with Diamond is, what's going to happen with new comics, and will your local shop survive this and and the, yeah even the future of comics as well yeah the future of comics as well so i figured uh who better who better to talk about that than a, a store himself from and uh, a you know reputable member of the comic book community and got a store in downtown glendale so we brought we brought ken on in to to kind of give you that perspective as as long and his opinion as as well as ours so well thanks again Thanks for having me on, dude. I'm going to turn off here. I may have too much Wi-Fi going in my house right now. <laughs> I I don't think that's the problem. Do you have a Do you have a hardwire? Are you hardwired? Uh, I am non wi right now. Ooh. Let's see. The only uh, hardwire we have is downstairs, and the wife and daughter are using the TV. Gotcha. And so, uh, well. Okay, you guys or no? No, you, you're you're once you if you think you can get a couple things off Wi-Fi, that might help. Say it again. Shut it all down. If you think that you might be able to get a couple things off Wi-Fi, that might help. Yeah, let me see, dude. Okay. The only problem is freaking Streamyard. We I had this problem the other day with Streamyard. It's just if you don't have a good connection, connection, it's just killer. Okay, dude. Let me see. Yeah, because I mean, you come Wi-Fi in real quick. For you you come in clear, and then you cut out. So it's 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 spotty. Come in, then cut out. Yeah. So yeah. What Ken needs to do is he needs to get into the comic book mask making and make coronavirus masks that oh, are comic themed. Oh, dude! I thought I thought about that today. I thought about hitting Jay up today and being like, "Look, we got to get into mask making, bro." We need to get we need to get absolute geek masks out there and just have like the, our our logo on the front of them. We got to we got to jump on that. No, it's got to have Kyle's face or the Ky- or a Kyle mask. Yeah, we got to jump on that. <laughs> we, we That'd be it. awesome, dude! Like photo print of Kyle for our masks. That'd, That'd be, be great. Sick. Yeah. Um, and I'll we, do the, uh, we have uh, the pose. There you go. Got to do it shirtless though. The what? Dad bod, dad bod candle and camera model right here. He's gonna start that career too. I gotta make sure I look away like I'm looking at something in the distance. Yeah, yeah it'll be like the old G.I. Joe silver sheets, like that where there's just each of us on the mask. <laughs> you gotta, you, you, you gotta get that for everyone. It's like doing like action poses or something, like Hulk Hogan or whatever you guys want to do. The gun shows that way. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it is scary when you're driving down the street now and you see people like loading guns into the back of their trunk. 
that was kind of an eerie sight today when we're out delivering. I was going, are you kidding me? Well, that's how I, I thought it was crazy today when I'm going into Walmart and there's just dudes with bandanas like, all over kind of their life. face and like everyone's covering their face and you're like, normally you'd be like, this dude's going to rob me. And that's just the norm now is people who got their faces covered. So. Yeah, yeah. definitely uncertain for people right now. I haven't yeah, even noticed. Kind of surrounded out of comics right over here. Right? Yeah. I'm doing eBay crazy lately. You couldn't barter a haircut, huh, Kyle? No. You got till 5 p.m. tomorrow. For what? To get your haircut before they shut down barbershops and salons. So are they are they arresting people? Really, they're going to barber shops and salons for next tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. They're not arresting people yet, but technically, the police have the authority to stop you. And if you don't have a work permit on you, and you have, and you're not going to the store, they're you're gonna get hassled. So, I think like, you can get up to, a, I think you can get up to a five hundred dollar ticket. Can get they're ticketed? Saying. Yeah. Nubia was telling me the other day because you know her her work does takeout, so what she does is they have a patio. So, so nobody can come in because, you know, nobody's allowed in restaurants right now. So what she does is she has a phone out and she takes orders from their patio, their front patio. And so she just sits out there and she said there was like three people walking their dogs and they kind of stopped. And they're kind of conversating and, and kind of mingling. And they were, you know, just talking. The cops came up, stopped the middle of the road, flashed the sirens, told them they had to move along, keep going. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I, I, one thing I have noticed, though, is there are so many cops on the road now. Erica made a grand entrance. The Philippines are shooting people now. Hi, guys. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Grand entrance. Uh, Eric, you already missed me. You already missed the guinea pigs. I had the guinea pigs on in the beginning. Yep. Guinea pigging it out. Mm -hmm. You have to rewind the show, everybody, for the first few minutes. But. Are they really shooting people in the Philippines? Dude, yeah, and they're doing it, supposedly doing it in North Korea, too. That's why their numbers are so much higher. <laughs> you are cute. Right? Have you seen have you seen that meme yet? That's like 701, one case, 702, zero cases, <laughs> seven eight oh one, one case, eight oh five, zero cases. You know the scary thing is that I was um listening to a podcast today and uh, there was a guy on there talking about this um, Italian, it's like an Italian the way he put it, he made it sound is like it's an Italian like news company, like 60 Minutes is out here, it's called it's funny, it's called the same name as a comic book, it's called Rye R-A-I or Ray, I don't know how they say it, but um, they did a story two years ago about rumors that the Chinese had made this new uh, flu virus to study. And it was ba basically what they had done. And this is in the report. They said that they took the SARS virus and which came from mice and mixed it with um, a virus that comes from bats and that this is where the Chinese virus came from. And everybody was like, don't do that shit. And then the Chinese were like, no, the, the, it out, the, um, the reward outweighs the risk. And it'll never get out and this and that. And sure enough, look Whoops. what happened. 
That one bat flew away. God damn it. <laughs> Ryan, did you let the bat out? Nah, man, I didn't let no bat out. I think, I think this that, has that, been that is conspiracy corner with Brian McClellan. <laughs> if that is true, if that is true, I and don't yeah, get and, you know, I'm I'm I, I have conspiracy. I am a tinfoil hat Epstein killed himself. If that is true, that that stuff happened, a bat didn't get away. They released that shit on their own. Or some dude just ate it. It's like the end of 13 monkeys. Or 12 monkeys. Yeah. Yep. It's the Batman. That's scary. Batman's not going to have a new a new uh, villain called Corona. Or Rona. <laughs> well, the scary thing. Uh, that uh, Spectacular Spider-Man issue that was... Uh... Can, can your internet? Did you guys see that? No, because yeah, your, your internet. Yeah, your internet's out. cutting out really bad. We didn't hear what you said. I know, dude. I'm kind of like. Oh. <laughs> I feel like we're on Omega, right? Omega right now. <laughs> we just yeah. connected to a red person. Uh, <laughs> I like that smile. I'm trying. To work. That's fantastic. <laughs> I can't tell if he's frozen or just getting bigger. There. Yeah. Wax <laughs> <laughs> uh, on. Yeah. Wax uh, like, uh, on. Erica said it'll be a girl, Miss Rona. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that the before we we switch off this topic real quick? The CDC came out today. They spent all that time telling you masks are are worthless. Masks don't do anything. There's no point wearing masks, and now they're heavily suggesting. That all Americans wear masks if you have to go out in public, or or some sort of cloth covering your face. <laughs> That's what I do anyway. You cover. Your they don't face. know what they're dealing with. Today going to be a new. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> right. There you go. That's the most effective way right now. I hear. Nice. Hello, shirt, everybody. Kyle. I would have. I never would have taken you to have a Jared Leto Joker. I can't talk. I'm done. Jared Leto Joker shirt. Is it's my work shirt. <laughs> it's your work shirt. <laughs> Every shirt is your work shirt. <laughs> but all right. So um, I've been just kind of busting around, waiting for hoping Ken's internet would get better. But um, so let's talk what's going on with the comic book industry and kind of where we stand right now. And what we forecast are our opinions on what's going to happen in the future, where it's going to go. And then we'll get kind of, Ken can kind of give us his, his opinions or, and thoughts from the, the store owner aspect of things. Um, so Diamond shut down. With your drink stashed through I your shirt. <laughs> I can't take any chance. <laughs> Look, I've got I've got a crown royal smile. <laughs> it's so cute. George Washington says when you can't find the fourth person, so you have to go to Omegle. <laughs> Omegle? What's that? It's like chat roulette. Oh. It's like a, a chat site. <laughs> All right. Um one of the crazy things that I saw this week that's bullshit, and I don't know if it's true or not. I, sh- what am I talking about? It was April Fool's. Never mind. <laughs> what? What? What were you? Ta- what are you talking about? 
uh, now that I realize it, I'm I'm remembering it was April Fools. It, uh, that somebody had said that the punchline was going to be one of the three Jokers. Oh, oh my yeah, God. no! And it was April Fools or something. I hope not. This is the worst year for April Fools jokes, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> the whole year so far is an April Fools. Yeah, year. I mean it's been January first to April first. Now, hopefully, yeah. the rest of the year will be great after this. But so is this true that 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 punchline is supposed to be one of the three jokers? Oh, dude, I doubt it. I don't think they know what they're doing. I thought the whole punchline was that the she's a joke. Yeah, you know, like it'd be hilarious if she dies before this whole thing's over. I think, think she's replacing Harley. I've read she's not, not supposed to. Be, I, yeah, I've read she's not supposed to be a Harley replacement. She's more of like an assistant, kind of like Lex Luthor has. Okay, so she's like, like take notes and get coffee. Yeah. <laughs> but that would be classic if they were just fucking with people. And like you said, Ken, that it, that the punchline is she's a joke. Yeah, the joke's on us. Mm-hmm. Then too, it was like that. Uh, it's just Batman's corona fever dream. He just yeah. threw up. Exactly. <laughs> he had a little... That's a big riddle, right? Yeah. That's to be funny. The punchline's actually Riddler dressed up as a girl. All right. So it looks like your 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 connection's a little bit better. So... Question number one: How are you dealing with this, Ken? How what's going on with the store? Yeah, dude, one day at a time. That's all we can do right now. I mean, I've been hustling around doing deliveries and doing eBay listings and eBay packaging and shipping it out. Uh, we've been doing curbside pickup for customers still, but our doors are locked and people have to call in and make an appointment to come meet with us. Um, we try to keep it as swift as possible, and uh, we just hope that. You know, people want to read comics, we can get them to them. The good thing about us is we do have a large overstock of stuff I can play with and try to put together some creative packages to get people reading stuff that they may have never been exposed to because the beauty of the comic industry is there's like millions of different stories out there and there's no way anybody could read everything. So that's what we're hoping, that people will be interested in checking out new stuff like it's New Issue Day. So, New issue day every day. So I know exactly. Diamond. So Diamond shut down, and they said that they're closing their doors. They're not shipping out new product, and they're not receive. They're not taking a new product, and they're not paying their distributors. Or you know, so how how is that going to have an effect on on the the community or the the culture going forward? Do you think? It's interesting. I mean, like I I can't speak for like Diamonds situation they're in right now but there have been rumors that diamond's been financially dealing with some tough stuff for about the past five to ten years now remember they had the steve geppy museum in baltimore that mm-hmm. was closed down about three or four years ago now and that was a financial decision um there's my aunt lives in baltimore maryland and it's interesting when i went out there for the retailer summit a few years ago i got to really see firsthand about how connected steve geppy is in that community outside of comic books um, he has like, you know how we have like Phoenix magazine out here as like more or less a pulse of the city type of mm-hmm. magazine, like what's, what's popular, what are big business movers and shakers type of magazine out here magazines out in Baltimore too, as well. And that seems to me be like one of his more lucrative ways of bringing in advertising dollars in to help pay for diamond. And I might be wrong, but it was very interesting about how, um, like, for instance, my aunt and my uncle were aware what Steve Geppi is, but he, they didn't know he owned Diamond. And so that's an interesting thing of, like, maybe it's to the point of where it's a it's a print industry, and maybe their online form of it is not 
producing as much money as it used to as well in that medium as well. And so when he's, I don't know what's happening, but there could be a possibility he's robbing Peter to play to pay Paul to keep the comic distribution as healthy as possible. But when the economy took a tank back in 2008 and what they're dealing with over the past few years, who knows if this is something that is like that they're trying to fight for survival right now. I don't know for sure. Just looking at based off of what I've known over the years. Hmm. That's interesting. Now I know there's been a big debate and I want to get your opinion on this and Kyle, Kyle seemed pretty passionate. wanted to talk about it too. The debate between physical to digital. Okay. And kind <laughs> of, kind of the preference in now, my understanding is when, when you, when you buy digital, that doesn't go that doesn't go to the the creators, the artists, the writers, because you're only buying the license to read that material. You're not actually paying for that material. So yeah, but through the license and th give through it, there that's how they're paying the artists and the writers to do it, right? I mean, from what I've looked into and kind of researched, no, because you're just you're all you're doing is buying the license, the right to read that that book and that's why you're only paying like a dollar 99 versus the 399 cover price for the book how how as an old as an like old school comic fan and collector and store owner what what's your opinion on the digital versus physical i used to have mixed feelings about digital where i did not want any part of it for the long term of the comic industry but the more uh more discussions we've had with different customers different people in the industry Digital does play its part in the comic industry for people that do not have comic shops in their area. And that exposure, I think, is good for people that don't have comic shops in, like, Podunk, Wisconsin or, you know, Jerryville, Nebraska, places where there's no comic shops around. I've been there once. It's real small. Yeah, it is, dude. Like, it's, <laughs> I think, 300 square feet or something like that. <laughs> but, um... That gets at least exposure to comic books to places where there's no brick and mortar store to walk into, especially with no newsstand anymore. It's it's that that gets people in front of comic books. So when they do get into a city where there's comic book shops, they're looking on their Google search and they're saying, hey, let's go check out a comic book shop. We're around them. And then that could create exposure for like mail order or different types of options where they get exposed to everything the industry offers. But uh, when it comes to the hard paper forms of comics, it's nothing better, in my opinion. I mean, that's something that should be here for, to stay for as long as comic books are in production. Um, I didn't. I missed what you were talking about, and and let me know if uh, this if I'm just repeating. Were you talking about the whole thing with Image and what Image said they were going to do? Mm -mm. No, we're no. talking about physical versus digital. Okay, so Image. And and this I don't know if this is a rumor, but I heard it's for real. Image was talking, I guess, was talking about letting all uh, during this this Corona thing. Um, anybody who, that wants to can go buy their copies digitally on Image's site, and then when everything gets back to normal, <clears throat> Image will give them physical copies. Okay, and that's. So it sounds like it's that just like that comics, what Comics Hub was trying to do, but Image is going to directly, yeah, Image is going to directly ship it to you. 
Yeah, the only thing that... That's a lot of addresses the image will need. I, I hope they go through the local comic shops. I mean, I don't see them not doing that because the local comic shops are their bread and butter. Well, and that's kind of like the, one of the reasons I wanted Ken to come on and talk about this is that Comics Hub came out and said a couple of day, or a few days ago that they were going to try and do a prepay model where through them, you buy the book digitally, they ship the books to the comic book store or your local store, and then you can pick up a physical copy. You know, it, it pretty much reserves your physical copy. But how does the comic book store get them their money? Well, that's right. That, that I think image big image would probably work something out. And they they've pulled back on it and said they're no going long no longer going to do it because people have raised questions like that and store owners have raised questions. But, I mean, like would would you buy? I mean, how would you, I mean? I guess you could hope that it would almost be like a convenience store where you're going to get gas and you're hoping that they go inside and buy a pack of smokes. So mm -hmm. if you were to buy a, a digital copy and then you're, you get a voucher and you're able to walk into your comic book store to pick one up, how would the comic book store know how many to order then? Yeah. That's where the logistics from what comic hub was suggesting based off of some of the responses we read today were that in theory, it's great, but logistically it's too hard to predict what's going to happen with comic shops that get these orders. Like it, some shops may not even stay open through this whole process. And then what store picks up that purchase to fill in the order if they didn't get that money in the first place? Yeah, and now you're hoping that somebody else just buys other stuff there then. The what? Then you would just be hoping, God, I hope they buy a soda or I hope they buy bags and boards or I hope they buy. So now you're stuck just for all the people that just walk in, get their comic book and leave. You would be, I mean, it would be, it would almost be a waste of your time though, wouldn't it? If 80% of the people didn't actually purchase anything around it because they already purchased their comics. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's just kind of like they'd be just trying to come in and pick up and go. And, like uh, if I already bought a bunch of books and I didn't have extra money because I've already purchased my books, the chances of me buying something else are slim because I've already purchased my order. Yes. Not, I mean, not even just that, but think of the overhead. Like who knows how long this is going to go on and people are forgetful. So you buy your – you purchase that digital book and then they're sending that, that copy to your store and you don't pick that up. Your store is sitting on that and they technically – I don't think that you can technically sell that. Because it, they, they'd it have to have the checkbox. Please enter comic book store here. Yeah. <laughs> so they know how many to send, which I just think, I don't even think that would work out. Yeah, the logistics on it, unfortunately, like when everybody was looking at it and addressing the concerns, it came back as, unfortunately, it's not a viable method of doing things through that process at the moment. I don't know if they'll come up with anything that helps adjust it to make it realistic, but as of right now, the consensus was it's it's impossible to maintain under that structure at the moment. And it's uh as the two, it's it's it, it's frustrating, but waiting the long game for something that's gonna be sustainable, I'd rather see that than them just try to rush something out just because we're all freaked out right now. You know, where you could do it is that, but that's the reality that I feel like we're dealing with is you don't want to have to keep on correcting it because the flaws are making things worse than better. I guess the only way they could do it was 
you buy it, you get a voucher, right? And you send the money. You take your voucher to your local comic book store, give it, and then they would give you the money later. Like you say, you scan X amount of vouchers. Yeah, the, the thing is with that is whoever's collecting the money ahead of time, they have to distribute that money to the comic shops before the physical comics start arriving because we have to pay for them when they get it when yeah. they distributed. Well, my and understanding is the way it works is that on the app, you selected your old comic shop that was participating. You bought the book and the money went to the comic. So it went almost as like it was a uh, like a, a pre-order on that physical copy. So what happens if your comic book store doesn't participate then? Then you can't do it. You have to find one that does. And so then you would go to the store and you have like a, a QR code or a code that you'd scan when you pick it up. Or they would scan when you pick it up. So they would get paid for that. So essentially the way I heard it described was your comic book shop is getting paid now. They're getting the funds now to keep going and you're getting your physical, you're getting the digital copy to read now, but you're getting your physical copy once everything kicks back off. And once they can get books in stores again. So once they enter in, this is my participating comic store, you pay for it, they send them the money? Right, yeah. It goes right to the store. But I see that is not happening. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a lot of people were concerned about is yeah. like what happens if all these people are, you know, they're, they're buying the books through certain stores and the stores close down because they can't keep going because there's not enough money coming in. And they paid for those books and no other comic shop, you know, who's going to step up to fill those orders if there's no other comic shop around, much less wanting to pay for someone's books just to give to them. I mean, it's a great way to build more customer base in that aspect of things. If you're doing a good faith thing, say, here, here's the comic that you're supposed to get, but who's going to be able to afford all that if it gets out of control? Yeah, you could be upside down so quick. Yes. And not to mention all the, like you said, more overhead or overstock you're going to have when when Diamond kicks back up and they're flooding your stores and like I, I'm dreading that right now. Just thinking about how how are they going to do it? Are they going to space it out? Or is it going to be whatever's already supposed to be released come ships all at once? And well, you're still making orders, aren't you, Ken? You yeah, made your orders, even though there's they're not shipping anything out. Yeah, they made us do our March orders. They extended out the order date. It was last Thursday, but it looks like they're extending it out to April now. I think it's April 7th. I have to double check my diamond site again, but it was at least April 7th. And um, they put out the order form for the April order form, which is probably be due in May now, to be ordered at the end of the month too. Because they want these orders to keep coming in for two reasons, in my opinion. It helps protect them from us not having to go to another option. So we go to another option, then it's become double dipping because everything that we commit our orders to, we're legally financially responsible for the same way Diamond's legally financially responsible to the publishers for. And so as long as they keep those orders coming in, they financially will stay viable because they're getting our money one way or another. Mm -hmm. if we go order directly from Marvel or DC that we have to not only pay for those books, we're on the hook for when distribution does come out from Diamond for those books too. So by Marvel and DC not distributing on their own, it's keeping the comic shop safe from double build, being double build, if that makes any sense. So they're keeping that so-called monopoly 
because they're keeping you guys with your hands tied behind your back, so to speak. In, in theory, I mean, they're trying to protect themselves too. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. like I said, um, them keeping orders coming in keeps them afloat as well because we have to buy those books if we commit that order. What's going to eventually happen, it'd be interesting, is that when May comes around for the order form for April, if we don't have an answer by then, how many shops just don't submit an order to Diamond because Diamond's not distributing? What's the point of ordering if you're not going to get anything? Yeah, it's just that they're playing that, as you said, too, that fear card of like that, hey, mm -hmm. let's go back into distribution. You want to make sure your order's in or else you're not getting anything. I mean, is there any rumors in the rumor mill through the comic book stores and that there's another plan being put into place? I mean, it's, uh, this comic hub was like supposed to be the big deal opportunity to make sure that um, things kind of get rolling again once they do get rolling. But uh, as I said, dude, it's like that the main things I think we need to listen for is DC and Marvel to make announcements. Like as I said, to remember DC almost got crucified last week for their announcement. So they had to withdraw almost immediately about that option of them circumventing Diamond and possibly comic shops as a whole. So you saw like that, how the industry reacted to, oh my gosh, dude, they're forgetting about comic shops. DC is like the demon from hell right now. And it's like that they're trying to look for every option possible, but at the same time, there's the industry that's ready to react just like immediately. We saw it happen in both both factions. We saw it with the DC announcement last week, and we saw it with the Comic Hub announcement this week. It's like an emotional roller coaster of what people are wanting and what are possibilities, and they're not matching up right now. So until you see possibilities that are realistic, you're probably not going to hear anything for a while. Well, how much of the, there's got to be a, like diamond has got to be responsible for a little bit of this too. Cause not all States are under the shelter in place. Not all States are, are forcing them to close. So diamond closing and deciding we're not going to take orders and taking that upon themselves is affecting shops. And it's not even a government thing at that point. It's, it's because diamond chose to do that it's affecting the, the new product going into stores. Well, the, the thing I think that's happening with Diamond is the warehouse. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's gonna be at least 10 or more people working in that warehouse in close quarters because there's so many titles they have to pack in a box at the same time. Yeah, And I don't know, I know supposedly there's robots and stuff like that in their warehouses that are supposed to help with that. But um, but that's no different than like Amazon or, or any of the other places that are still operating. Yeah, so something's not being shared with us from Diamond about what the physical height is coming from, other than the fact that they said the publishers are not able to get them the books, and if they can't get them the books, they can't get them out to us. Where is Diamond located? I, I, I'm spacing it. Are they in Baltimore or are they in New York? They're in Maryland, in Baltimore. They're in Maryland. I mean, yes. isn't it a little more rampant out there than it is, like, you know, over here, like, for us? Yeah. yeah. So they're closing everything down over there. It's a little more mandatory than it is here. That's, I mean, that's probably why. Mm -hmm. I could totally see that. I mean, the only solution, like me and Matt were talking about this a little bit on the phone earlier, is quartering up the country into four separate distribution centers. And then, you mean like, districts? Yeah, the future of like that. Hey, it's like there's. You know, West Coast, there is Southwest, there's, you know, 
Midwest and then East Coast. And then that way something like this happens again, at least there's those opportunities to have one of those four distribution centers distribute for the rest of the country that's available to get books. So this kind of, you, you just had, I'm sorry, this is uh, my cannabis brain kicking in. Uh, Kyle just said districts and it made me remember something. And I've brought this guy up on the, on the, uh, on the show before John Teeter, John Teeter, the time traveler said in his, in his, uh, oh, is it that time already for conspiracy with McClay part two. Yeah. Part two. So he said during that timeline that, uh, a, um, virus just takes out a large part of the population and the United States has to, um, change basically their, how their government is run and they move everything from the East coast more toward more inward and the East coast just becomes shit and uh, Omaha becomes the new capital and they call it districts. So sorry about that, but just to make it right, make, make that crazy conspiracy theory talk, right. I'll cancel it out with this. I heard that Welcome San Diego is going forward. What the fuck? Yeah, they have, not, they have not canceled Comic-Con yet. They are going to wait. They came out. They actually came out and said that, like, hey, everybody, we're still going. We're still on. The I, I thought they'd be saying, like, as of right now, we're yeah. still we're still keeping it. You know, it's still here. Yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be any cons the rest of this year, with all due respect to comic conventions. I think they got to start planning for mid to late 2021 for conventions until there's a vaccine out for this because there's way too many people in one area for a gathering like this with this pandemic continuing. I think they go but forward with Comic-Con. I bet you they cancel it, especially the state that California's in right now. Yeah. Man, it's, it's a horrible I mean, shoot. But they, California, if anyone listening from California, you know, don't Correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought they're in the state where they have to wear masks. If if you can't even walk into a, another building outside of your house without wearing a mask now, and I thought that was statewide. How do you get the masks? Buy them at the <laughs> store. <laughs> I, really, I didn't know you could get them. At the- yeah, well, no. you're, you're buying non-surgical grade masks, so you're buying like the same pe- masks, like pe- dust masks people wear for painting houses or sanding. Or well, those don't those don't do anything. Yeah. What, right. Well, they're telling they like I said, the CDC uh, CDC came out today and said a suggestion that all Americans wear face coverings when they go outside, like a bandana, a mask, a shirt, you know, whatever you got, whatever cloth you have to cover your face, because they're saying they're finding now that in where they thought it was transferred by people coughing or sneezing, it's just having a conversation with someone can transfer it. Yeah, because so. most people are asymptomatic. They don't have any symptoms. You get sick, yes. yeah, Michael. Like Grizzle Geek said, you get sick normally going to con because you get the cron crud. But yes. I just, I don't know how San Diego would financially recover by canceling Comic Con because a lot of these companies make their nut, their yearly nut, on Comic Con, and they they chose Comic Con over the the Chargers. They let the, yeah, but the if, Chargers if they're walk. Told they can't do it. They're not going to do it anyway. I think that's why they're freaking out is because. They put all their eggs in that basket by kicking the Chargers out of there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if it's if it's an order, it's an order. They're not going to say we're San Diego Comic Con. We're going to do it anyway. Well, Just, if it's a state order, it, then yeah. But if if the Cal if the, so if I'm, what I'm saying is if by the end of May, 
all this starts lightening up and they start releasing restrictions and they they're saying okay we can have small gatherings i think san diego is going to try to go regardless well, that's not a small gathering though I, I understand that, but I'm just saying they're going to try to go. Whether that means limiting things, I, I I think they still try to go by any means necessary unless the government physically says you cannot hold this like California has in place right now. If they release a little bit of it, I think I think they go. It seems to me like they're going to turn into like the virtual con that these other conventions have been trying to put on this year. Is where if there's something that they can do that is entertainment purpose wise, like where they say, for instance, get an interview with like Scott Snyder making an announcement about something that's coming up next year, and they sell more or less seats to sit into that room where it's like a gigantic, more or less, I, as you said, two pay per view, like Hall H type of thing. They have count how many seats are in Hall H, and they sell subscriptions for you to log into to maybe witness what the panel would be. Or as a, to, I'm just trying to think out of the box here, like doing a virtual convention of like, you know, once again, they're already doing with selling exclusives through Emerald City Comic Con and WonderCon, <laughs> who's coming up too as well. It's like, how can we make like a virtual reality experience and then still get some kind of revenue coming in to pay for when this all goes back online again? Well, Michael um, Grizzle Geek, Michael Grizzle Geek just posted a great question, and I think it's an opportunity. He said, with no movies and no comics, what are they going to show at Comic-Con? I think it's the opportunity for them to pivot back to the comic fan, and you, you go there for the those sweet deals, and you go there for the autographs. But they're not, you, that's not the way it's Right, be, I, I know, but I'm just saying, like, that's that's a way they could pivot and recover from no movies or TV shows, is that it's, <laughs> it goes back to more of an old-school feeling they, they won't have the the numbers and the people spending money yeah if it's just a comic but show there's not, there they, won't how, be enough comic people going there how now how that it's a gonna, pop culture convention that's what that's what everyone goes there for what are they going to do for people like it's a pr nightmare it, it's kind of a you're damned if you do damned if you don't scenario because you're gonna have the pr nightmare where you have to refund people i think you're gonna have more people pissed off that they can't go to comic-con or that you well, can sit in that queue and can't go to Comic-Con versus the refund. This is what they're going to do. They're going to do what everybody else is doing right now. Nothing's being canceled. Everything's being postponed. Right. So um, I bet you what they do is if they cancel it, everybody who has tickets to 2020 uh, San Diego Comic-Con, you just now have tickets to 2021. Yes. And they're just they're pushing it, and it's just you just have tickets for the, the following so then year. Nobody for twenty. So then they're not. You're saying in your theory they won't hold they won't hold a a, um, a draft or a raffle for 2021. If you got those tickets, you're in for 2021, and nobody comes in in 2021. Because they they don't want to give them. It's just like all the concerts. They're not giving you the uh, he's <laughs> squashing his roommate. Yeah, <laughs> just like all the concerts, they're not canceling any of the concerts because if they cancel, if they cancel the concert, they have to give us our money back. So, like all the concerts I've been supposed to go to over the last, they're all they're all happening. Like I was supened to go to Rage last week. Mm. What happened? Did you get money right back? No, they since they've post. This is what the point I was getting at. Since they've postponed it, you don't get your money back until the. Until the band physically cancels the show, you don't. So it's like Rage Against the Machine. It's been postponed with no with no date in the future. They have not. So I'm just out 
Um, that I'm money. just out two. I'm just out that money for two tickets. Think of all the people that are out like three, four, five hundred dollars that bought the secondhand tickets and stuff. Because I bought what were they two hundred bucks a ticket? Uh, there were hundred. No, they're one twenty. Yeah, they're one twenty-five plus taxes. So it was it was three hundred dollars for two tickets. So as, as of right now, I'm out three hundred dollars. My brother bought a bunch of uh, tickets for a comedy show coming up, and he was worried that they weren't going to refund them because it says no refunds on you know whenever you buy it. Mm-hmm. But they refunded him. So we can't hear you, little Mac. Come here. But just like you know, like I was, it's just so many concerts though. They said they're rescheduling it. It was supposed to be April 4th. They said they're rescheduling it to November. And I said, well, I need my money back. Money's tight right now. And they said, okay. Yeah. Well, you look at companies and corporations like Disney. Disney, if you bought your, if you're paying for an annual park pass, you're still paying for it. They're, they're still charging you that hundred dollars. And all they're going to do is just add it on to the end of your, the end of your, contract so if it's up in december if they're closed for six months they're going to add six months to it but you're you're still paying for that so um affecting it's just a it well this nothing is ever going to be the same mm-hmm. nothing is ever going to be the same yeah, it's no. like the whole year of 2020 is just been put on hold it sounds crazy saying that but the calendar dates don't mean anything until this virus has got a vaccine Right. And no company is going to put themselves at risk to have the PR nightmare being the first company that gets sued because COVID was spread at their event. And, and that's why I think they're going to – I think that's why they're going to postpone San Diego. Yeah, there, there's lawyers that are like posting signs around the city right now about damn dog bites. Imagine all these COVID case signs oh, are going to yeah. pop from like the people getting spread viruses because of businesses – not being careful enough to make sure that their public is not getting exposed to it. See, it's that's a, fucked up. I would I would put that on those dumbass people for going into their business. You can, but lawyers don't think that way. They're looking for their payday. Yeah, that's why that's why it's so important that when we go through a world pandemic like this, we all need to to gather together. Like there's that was the first thing that I was thinking about this this morning was how how haven't there's no people rioting yet you know what I mean like it's I would think that people would start going crazy but we haven't not. had a reason to riot yet if they but, the moment they announce martial law it, you'll see riots oh yeah if if they ever martial law I don't I think, think they I wouldn't put it past them the way everything's getting shut down now if they if they do martial law you'll see riots. The only time that. that there's going to be a riot if they shut down the internet. That's it. And, and, and other than, when I'm not talking about like people that are rioting to, you know, say they're against some law or something. I'm talking about douchebags out there throwing bricks through fucking windows of businesses and stealing stuff. Yeah. You know well, I mean? it's only been a it's only been and, a few weeks. And what <laughs> Give I'm, it time. At, I'm hoping I'm hoping that with the internet. And everybody seeing what the shit that people's going through, no matter what part of society they're from or what part of the world they're from, you know, like you look at what's going on in Italy, where everybody's coming together on their stoops, you know, fucking singing and shit. And you look at all that. Hopefully that's people going, okay, we're going to try and beat this together rather than be a bunch of douchebags. You know, I'm just hoping we'll see. It's Um, like something that crossed my mind this past couple of weeks is you guys have seen the movie ID4. 
or Independence Day with Bill Pullman as president. Yeah. Wasn't that kind of like it's 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 a movie where aliens come down from space to attack oh, yeah. the world, and the only way that we survive is acting as one world, not individual nations. Right. And then after the whole movie that they defeat the aliens, they all get together and we are no longer the divided countries of America. We're the united world of this universe. And it's something like that where I know this is not aliens, but this virus yeah, are the aliens. Patience. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And like that for, supposed to be here right now. Like when something when the nuke was supposed to hit, the aliens were supposed to come and go. You guys aren't supposed to do that. Where the fuck are the aliens? I think you need to lay off that <laughs> that Rick Simpson oil there, bud. <laughs> With the nation, you see now, how we act towards this virus. That why yeah. would they tell us there's right. aliens? Fuck all that. So <laughs> the toilet paper hoarders are not ready for aliens. There was kids selling toilet paper out on the street the other day. Oh my gosh. Um, so this is kind of crazy. Like it's destroying the spec world, obviously. I mean, spec world, nobody's spending money on comics, yet alone speculating on comics. I did. Like I'm an idiot. I did. You you spec on a comic? No, I no. spent money on a comic. Oh no, I'm talking about people are spending money on comics to read comics. They're not spec oh, yeah. they're not spending yeah. money on comics to spec. Um, one twenty two Spider Man. Yeah, I bought nice. a key. I bought a key. For twenty bucks, all right. Huh? Um no. <laughs> So the crazy thing is that, like, what do you write about? And because everything's on hold, like, CBSI, there's guys, it's hard to write about stuff. Like, the top 10. For the hot 10, there's, like, what are you going to write about this week for the hot 10? There's no news. There's no every – because, like Ken says, everything has just stopped. Yeah. So there's, yeah. there's no – guys on sports radio are making shit up to talk about. What if the this draft was redrafted? Because there's no sports, because and when there's no sports, there's nothing to talk about. You know, the baseball card world has fucking died because we don't have players to spec on because they're doing good. You know, it's just it's weird, dude. Everything has stopped. Yeah, it's I, mean, just, it's, it's, I think of it as a lifetime out. We're kind of in a like it sounds weird speaking of the sports thing. We're kind of at our all star break. You know, it sounds like in a most I know that sounds too rosy positive by saying all star break, but it's more or less that it's 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 time that we can't do anything about. Do We're all know? enjoying the corona commercial right now. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like doing nothing. It's just there's there there's no amazing entertainment taking place at halftime right now. You kind of have to uh as said too, like if anything, social distancing is becoming the exact opposite where people are talking more than ever before now. Like I see people out in our neighborhoods, like hanging out in their porches now and saying hi, even though it's more than like six feet away, you're still seeing more people out of their house than I've ever seen in the past 20 years of living in my neighborhood. What do you mean I can sit inside and be on the internet? Fuck you. I'm going outside then. It's an opposite. Like people, yeah. You know, like me, when I used to work at home, all the time, I loved it, and I could, but I could go. You mean like and, now? Well, I'm now I'm forced to again, but <laughs> I could go out and and you know separate work from home because I could go to the movies or go do whatever I wanted. And here, you can't, so it's like you never you never get away. Hey. People in the the mental health industry are going to make gangbusters off of this because people are going to yes. go crazy. Too late, right? Even yeah. more crazy. <laughs> but like you, you think that you would see more. I don't know, 
love and if it's the opposite though people yeah i don't know people are turning on each other quick really i don't really see that i don't watch the news so i don't see any of that if, to me, it's like Ken said. I go walk my dog. All my neighbors are out. I'm, I, it's, I'm the same way. I've said hi and met new neighbors. I haven't been able to go shake their hand, but I know now. I know their names. We talk from across the street. You know. Um, yeah, in your so, neighborhood, go to a grocery store. And see what happens. I've been like, to a grocery store. I I was at a grocery store. I had fucking. I, I went in there to go grab some fucking adult wipes and. I knew toilet paper was gone and I wasn't fucking, I didn't care because I don't use toilet paper. So I hit the adult wipes and there was a person there. This lady grabbed all the adult wipes and she goes here and she gave me half. So I see it. But again, I've only, I don't go out to the store. You know what I mean? I I chill here. I don't watch the news. I don't watch the craziness. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I hear you. I'm talking about I hit up up three Walmarts and two Targets like three days ago. You're standing in line and people are like, back up, get away from me. Personal space, social distancing. Like, I have not heard one person say that. Everybody's just naturally gapped themselves. Yeah. I haven't haven't heard one. The only dude I've seen get close to me is the other day when I was like, I was telling you, I was at the grocery store. I was looking at the frozen food. I was thinking about getting that last box of taquitos. The guy standing next to me wanted them more than I did. So he fucking wedged in. We pretty much fucking touched swords, man. And he fucking, (laughs) and he grabbed that box of taquitos, you know, but I was like, for the most part, everyone's just kind of gapping themselves on their own. Like Michael Stodges said, domestic violence charges in major cities have tripled in two weeks. Well, that's because everybody had, that's more, it's just like every Sunday night, domestic violence calls go up 32% because it's Sunday. You're stuck in the house all day together and now you're pissed because you have to go back to work Monday. So you end up beating each other up. It's just the same thing. Everyone's just, the people that are truly unhappy with each other, are now stuck to each other in the house, so they're fighting more. The people who still have a decent relationship and you're stuck in the house, it's not really happening. I did. The I people, did. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Kyle. I just the people that you know the domestic violences are up now, but those are the normal people that are getting the divide. You know, the cops are coming to their houses anyway. I did see something today that My would uh, that'll make you smile, though, Brian. So at Walmart shopping, there's a guy weighing packs in the card aisle. Why didn't you video no, him? I was I was pulling out my phone, and as I'm pulling out my phone, a dude walked behind him. He had a little stack sitting on the side. As he's weighing him, and I was pulling my phone, a dude walked behind him, picked up the stack, and walked off to the register. Yes. <laughs> so he didn't even get the packs he was weighing. Yes! Yes! But, that was awesome, dude. I thought I saw a dude weighing packs when I was at the store like, like early last week. He was sitting there, and he like he was kind of hovered, like like hunched over, and he was looking around a lot. And I was like, he'd have cards, he'd bring them back down. And I was like, and I kept trying to look, look for the scale. I was looking, yeah, because I wanted to say, where, where, where? <laughs> <laughs> He's put him on his iPhone, weighing them. <laughs> no, they have like little scale scale little things. Little digital scales, yeah. Yeah, they, they yeah. weigh the packs. But um, kind of to switch topics here, I Michael Stout asked it a while ago, and I saw it, and I, I meant to touch on it. Um, he wants to know, Ken, in your opinion, how has Diamond held such a monopoly on the comic distribution for so long? It was cool. There was a great article that I read on the internet this week that talked about the history 
of Diamond getting control over the industry. Did you guys see that at all? No. Okay. It started off where um, more or less Marvel decided to distribute their own comics. And when Capital City, and then I'm trying to remember there was a third distributor at the time too. When Marvel went on to distribute it on their own, one of them folded and then eventually Capital City was bought by Diamond. And when that happened, DC and all the other publishers isn't signed... That the town, isn't the town next to the Simpsons? The what? Isn't that the town next to the Simpsons? Isn't that Shelbyville? Capital City? Oh, no. Yeah, Capital City. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Capital City was named one of the distributors that was one of the last distributors that Diamond merged with. But... When Marvel failed at their own distribution, they had no other choice but to sign with Diamond because everybody else was already there. And that's how Diamond became what they were. To make it short to the point as much as it was based off I, the article, it's about I'm, eight paragraphs long. I, I'm reading, sorry, not to interrupt, but real quick, I'm reading Grizzled Geek's comment. It says... Uh, and this is how I read it. This is funny how, how my brain works. And he, I, I hear Buddy Shane works at AutoZone and people are assholes and refuse to stay behind the blue lines on the floor. And I'm thinking the guy's name, his first name is Buddy and his last name Shane. And I picture this dude <laughs> with like a fucking a mullet, you know, like I'm Buddy Shane. Yeah, chilling in fucking I'm Buddy Shane. I work at AutoZone. He's got like the torn off sleeves. Oh, it's so he's like Joe—he's like Joe Exotic's brother. <laughs> yeah. Have you have you watched that yet? The, no. the Tiger King document. Oh my god, you've got to. It's it's pure gold. I can't watch things where they fuck up and where they animals get fucked up. You don't see it though. That's the thing. It's okay. like they talk okay. about it, but you don't actually see. Yeah, they don't any do. abuse. All right. It's it's more about Well, there the, was one the where the people. tiger's dragging Joe Exotic around yeah. and smacking him with his cane. Yeah. Because the, the it's he's it's the tiger like is likes his boots. So he's playing with his boots. It's a smell on his boots that it likes. It's not trying to hurt him. It's just like it and he, he and he's like dragging him around. He's like, damn the girl. He's smacking it with his cane. That's like the most that it gets. Like, have you heard about have you heard about the premise of it, Brian? As a matter of fact, yeah, I actually uh, talked about it the other day with Keith on Dude, the show. So. I'm telling you, it, it and Kyle, Tiger, <laughs> Tiger's polygamy, a, a gay dude getting straight guys to marry him, a murder for hire ploy. Like it's this, got everything. It's got everything. Yes, it does. It, it's so good. <laughs> they're yeah. they're trying to run for president, governor. Yeah. Given out governor condoms. I mean, it's it's everything. It's it's got it all. You name it. It's it's in the it's in these episodes. It's the greatest. Can you buy those condoms? You, you say you can you buy can on condoms? eBay. One hundred fifty bucks right now. Yeah, they're expensive. <laughs> I was looking the other day. I was actually looking for the bumper sticker, one of his bumper stickers, and, and a lot of people are selling his condoms, not used. The memes have been money they've been fantastic oh yeah yeah i agree uh because because i i got i had one that uh my good buddy uh keith obit uh stole an idea from my another good buddy matt allward and uh made me part of the meme you ready for it <laughs> no. yeah let's see it all right let me just a second 
Have you have you watched or heard about this show, Ken? On no, Netflix, what is it? it's a show on Netflix called Tiger King. It's a documentary. All right, here we go. No. What's that? Is it like a comedy or no? Um, no, it's got yeah. comedy. It's got tragedy. It's, it's, it's got... a comedy in the worst way because it's these people's real lives. But and it's, it's just not. It's like real legit documentary. Yeah, it's percent yeah, legit. These people right, are ready? absolutely insane. So here's here's uh yeah, Keith playing one off of uh one of Matt's. Right, shameless plug. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This is a good segue. Where the fuck is McClay? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you. If you're in, if you're ever in the in the mood, Ken, for something just a weird documentary about some crazy people, Tiger King is where it's at. It's only seven episodes. They're hour long, but these people, there's speculation. That, like what's that? This kind of like a lot of lines of the Motley Crue documentary they did. Um. No, I don't think it's like the dirt sheet, but it's like, you have to watch you it. You have it's to wild. Yeah. It's, it's so like um, it's like the one on the cats one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? So it's like that then? Okay, so don't f with cats type of thing too. Yes, yeah. It's it's very much like that, but it's like these people's lives and there's speculation that the the woman Carol Baskin killed her husband and because he was rich and fed him to her tigers and. Like he just up and he just up and disappeared. Like the second episode, you uh, a worker at Joe Zoo gets her arm ripped off, and two seconds later, he's standing there in a like probably a thousand dollar EMT bomber jacket, and he's she, talking about how he's not going to financially recover from it. And then like it just goes downhill. He, when, he, when after his his husband killed himself, he's wearing the Reverend like a priest outfit when he's doing the fucking. Uh, Sermon, Funeral, yeah. <laughs> and he hey, dude, balls on his face. Yeah, he talks about how the one thing he misses about his husband is when he rubs his balls on his face, and the dude's mom is sitting right there, like front and center, and <laughs> just like it's so crazy. It's just so crazy. Like, dude, all I know is that one dude has f a bunch of hot wives, and he has and he rides in on an elephant, dude. Yeah, I'm talking polygamy and. <laughs> You find out that Joe is Joe is gay, and he, he marries two men, and then you find out that the two men he married aren't even gay. They've just been pretending this what? entire time. Yes, it's, dude, it's meth and so, tigers, man, yeah. gets you every time. You love the cock after you, you get some meth and you're tigers. You're going, and you get to about episode f after episode three. You're like, all right, I think I know what's going down. It's like a roller coaster. You get to the top of episode three, and episode four is that tipping point where everything just goes downhill. I seriously, after episode four, I shut it off. I was like, all right. I've had enough of this for right now. This is insanity. And then about 15 minutes went by and I was like, okay, I can't take it anymore. I have to figure out, I have to find out what the fuck is going on. I went right back to watching it because I couldn't wait. But I was like, this is insane. This is fucking bonkers. I don't even understand this. Yeah. And you guys talking about cats or the tiger one? No, the, the tiger, tiger one. It's, it's better than cats, huh? The, the cat one is more it's it's intriguing because it's the, the insanity of of 
how they were getting away with this one. It's just like, it's like meth rednecks gone wild. And you're, yeah. It's like, you know how you used to watch Jackass? It's almost how you watch um, Joe Exotic. You're just like, wow. what the fuck is going to happen? What is, what is, you know, I can't believe they're actually doing this. It's like, it's like watching a plane crash into a car crash into a redneck bar fight all in one. It's just, Jeez. it's absolutely wild. Dude, we should get Michael Stout on here because he's been to his tiger zoo. Send him and a he, link. And he, if he wants, if he wants to come on, he's talking about it in the chat. That's why and I was talking to him about it. And I guess he used to do uh indie wrestling commentary. Oh, really? Joe Exotic. Oh, is this Wilbanks? Yeah. Is this Michael Wilbanks? No, 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 no. This is Okay. No, yeah, this is someone else. But okay. right, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna run over and do the uh the hot ten real quick. I'll be back. All right. I thought there was no hot ten. Yeah. You lying motherfucker. <laughs> Whatever, Scarlett Johansson, get out of here. How you there is a hot, hot 10, 10 when no one wants to do a hot 10. Oh, there's no hot 10. People are buying comments. I got to see you guys later because I'm doing the hot 10. <laughs> yeah, but. So what's on the hot 10 this week? Uh, we don't, we'll know when he comes back, I guess. He, he usually, when when before the time change, he did the hot 10 before he went over. And now he does okay. the hot 10 when it comes back. Because of how that's early cool. he has to get off. Yeah, Newbie thinks that's the stupidest show ever. What? Tiger, Joe Exotic, Joe yeah. Exotic, dude, it, it's it's insane. It is. It's pure insanity. Thank you. And I was excited to watch Ozark this week. I haven't had a chance to start on Ozark season three yet, but uh, this sounds like Ozark's kind of like the kiddie pool compared to this Tiger thing. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. And it's. I thought Shaq was in it because he bought a tiger. He bought tigers from him. from him. Yeah. Yeah. And now people are calling them best. <laughs> fr- people are calling them best friends, and Shaq had to come out and say we're not best friends. I have nothing to do with him. <laughs> but he, the he Joe sells tigers, or what's the deal? He, yeah, he would he breed and tig- sell tigers. Yeah, breed and sell tigers. We found out through just casual conversation. Everyone, you know, most people are getting a, a twelve hundred dollars stimulus check from the government for this Corona thing, right? We found out. Okay. One, it is not illegal to own a tiger. Two, it's about <laughs> two grand to buy a baby to buy a baby cub. <laughs> You pull Dude, your stimulus check. We're with a all friend. we're all buying tigers. Yep. <laughs> You're buying a tiger. You're buying a tiger. You're buying a tiger. Newbie is buying a tiger. You know that someone's gonna do it. Someone's gonna buy a tiger just because of all of this. Well, it's easy. We Googled the other day. Yeah. Buying a tiger, and it was the easiest thing to find. Baby tigers nice. for sale came up two grand. You can buy monkeys for twelve hundred. Like, <laughs> no, no problem. No problem. So technically, if you're married, you can add two kids and the two monkeys you purchase off the internet. Can, can you write them off as tax write-offs? <laughs> right. But yeah. So for 2021, you got like that. You know, I have my uh, I have my two little monkeys, which are actually chimpanzees, that you write off as your kids in 2021. <laughs> yep, there you go. I'm trying to find how to buy an elephant. If I you're married, elephant. if you're married, there you go. 2,400 bucks, you got yourself a baby tiger. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Enjoy that. <laughs> But like it's, it is sh- the show goes so crazy that he he's in jail right now, prison, because he allegedly put a hit out on one of the other tiger people, and no, paid, and paid someone three grand to kill to kill this woman. Yeah, yeah. He wow. does the interview while he's in the bath talking to you about yeah. it. 
He does an interview in uh, for a documentary in the bathtub. He draws a bath and gets into it and takes yeah. a bath. You don't see anything, but he's oh, literally God. in the bathtub doing this interview. That's absurd. It's like that. I didn't know the, the whole fucking show is absurd. Yeah, dude. I I had no idea that the the tiger selling market was so volatile. It's crazy. Oh yeah, it's it's cutthroat. It's clearly so the, cutthroat. So the the chick that killed her husband, who fed her husband the tigers. Was on live Facebook this morning, and we Matt was posting in there. She was talking about this whole. I mean, it, it's given her a lot of publicity. So she she works off of donations and volunteers and stuff. So she, I mean, she's she's spinning it to her advantage. But I mean, everybody was in there just roasting her. The lady who she, was being accused of killing her husband and feeding him the tigers. Who he's talking on. about? Like, yeah. She was talking about her, her ex today, and she said something about him disappearing, and people just kept air quoting disappearing and just roasting her throughout. This is end. like it's like Breaking Bad, real life, but with yeah. tigers, dude. But with tigers, yeah, that's insane. What wow. tigers and meth will do to you? But yeah. Joe, Joe Exotic would do anything to make a buck. He would he would go and get the the expired meat from Walmart and use it to feed his animals. And then at one point he started, he opened a pizzeria in his animal, animal park, serving the expired meat on pizza to people. Oh my God. Yeah. So it, it's, <laughs> the dude was not above trying to make a buck, man. Running for governor and president. And he dude, ran the for people, president in the last election. What's this guy's name again? Joe Exotic. He ran as a Is libertarian. His name really Joe Exotic? Yeah. His, his name he goes by Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. Yep. His last name's not really exotic. No, his, his last name's not exotic, but that's what he goes by is Joe Exotic. Joe Biden? What? No, right? But it's uh -huh. so... That's why Kyle's name is the Guinea Pig Prince, because he said we were going to start our own documentary called The Guinea Pig Prince <laughs> and <laughs> mockumentary it. About the breeding uh, guinea pigs and selling them uh, on the black market for a high dollar and having a guinea pig zoo. But yeah, yeah like I'm going to train them to jump through hoops and stuff. <laughs> He'll be on America's Got Talent next year. One of his husbands... Here oh. comes the guinea pig prince. Yeah. <laughs> the amazing guinea pigs. Winning America's Watch. Got Talent. They start doing backflips and shit. They <laughs> 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 have them go through like the, 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 the flaming hoops. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. The two trapeze ones will be the flying Graysons. Nice. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> AGP. You get the what do you call it? The call on I can't remember the guy's name, but like give you the buzzer. It's like they boo him for giving you the buzzer. <laughs> Cal. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, Simon Cal. It's like, what's the problem, Simon? It's like, oh, I I just don't get it. I just I don't know. My kid doesn't <laughs> get it. I don't get it. I just don't get it. <laughs> it's the worst Simon Cal impression you'll ever see. That's it. Yeah, that's this whole Tiger documentary thing, though. Like, Kyle was like, You got to watch it, man. You got to watch this. And a couple of our other friends were like, You got to watch this. And then some of like the most conservative people that wouldn't be into that start telling me about it and how they watch it, how crazy it is. Like, I've got to watch this. So I binged it all last last Saturday. And I, just, and I haven't been able to think of anything else since. It's just crazy. It's awesome. It's it poisons awesome. your mind. That's yeah, crazy. It does. 
it poisoned my mind Man, because dude. the memes are on point and the dude's a country music star too and he writes a, a country music <laughs> album about it and or, uh, songs about I wish, stuff and i wish brian was on right now so when, when i was on bobcast the other night and we were talking about this i guess keith i guess that's not really him singing that's what i've heard too that it's it's and, he's and, lip syncing and wow. the, and the guy like, who's actually singing sounds like the Dosek guy. Right. <laughs> Keith is like, you know, like three degrees of Kevin Bacon from the person that is actually singing those songs. Really? Like that guy wrote and sang the songs, and he's just kind of Joe Exotic's just kind of yeah, lip syncing and you know dude, there I I was watching the other day, I was watching his uh his videos because he, you know, forever he was doing little YouTube clips. And yeah. about his zoo and everything, wow. and and just the watching these videos and just knowing the backstory to all this stuff makes those videos on YouTube so much better. Because you're just like, that guy's gonna kill himself, right? <laughs> that person's gonna lose an arm. Yeah, like it's like, <laughs> it's like oh god, it's like that scene in Hot Tub Time Machine uh, in real life when the. They're going on giving the bellhop a hard time about losing an arm and he hasn't lost yet. And they're like, you're going to lose that arm. You don't know when, but you don't know how, but you're going to lose that arm. And you're, you know it. Like, right when, of, like when they had the secretary on and she's talking about her favorite animal. I'm like, he's going to start. She's going to start banging his husband. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's crazy it's watching those videos because you're like, like ah, man. What's going to happen it. next on the show? Yeah, it's cutthroat. It's crazy. It, oh, my God. Joe Exotic TV. And then he, he when Kyle was talking about the, the tiger messing with his shoes, he said that somebody was trying to kill him and put something on his shoes. And and the, one, the one woman who's accused <laughs> of killing her husband was like, oh, well, the only way you're going to get tigers to, to mess with the shoe is if you put sardine paste or sardine smell on them or something supposedly and and everyone just roasts her for that oh suppose so that's how you did it huh you covered them in sardine smell and it's so crazy it's yeah, you just got you got netflix just check it yeah. out watch okay. it it's yeah i'm kind of afraid to go down that wormhole based off what i'm hearing so far oh man it's 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 worth it it's worth that it, worth hole. it. it really is really okay it's worth that, right? Yeah, it's the thing too. Is like that once I start watching a show, I can't stop watching. Well, they're, they're only like forty minutes, so and it's only like seven or eight. So there's seven episodes, yeah. And it's so how long's each episode? Forty minutes. Forty minutes. Forty-five yeah. minutes. It's not. They're not long. Like you, just, okay. Just what? enough like, to leave more. Once you more. get into it, by like episode six, but at the end of episode one, I was like, what am I, what in the ever loving hell am I watching right now? And then, but you can't look away. You got to keep watching the next one and the next one, and the next one. And next thing I know, like the seven hours have gone and I'm on the last episode. Like Jeez. I couldn't stop watching it. It's like watching WrestleMania now, right? Yeah. That's getting excited for that i, I mean there's days. so many backstories and so much drama and yep. so much this is like, unfolding it's it's close hey yeah. dude yeah i was gonna say too it's like wrestlemania is like eight hours now it's like that you got an extra hour to make your chili and nachos right. with that you can you can pretty much it, it is because i mean joe exotic releases these youtube clips and and stuff and he's basically cutting promos on on carol baskin <laughs> and cutting promos on other people about how crappy they right. are and yeah it's it's so crazy. 
The only bummer is they shut all the comments off to all of his stuff. Yeah, I'm sure he was getting roasted too, just like Carol Carol is in her live streams, but it's oh my god, it's I've been wow. talking about it all week. <laughs> like nonstop. Just, yeah, it just Jeez. won't go away. Our group chat is filled with nothing but like Tiger King memes and yeah. gifs and, and wow. everything. It's insane. Yeah. Jeez, dude. Just like yeah, now I gotta now I gotta get on the boat and see what's going on. Get on the boat, sail on it, and crash in it. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be like the Titanic, it's gonna sink you. Oh shit. You can't it. It's like this boat's going down, you can't stop it. Like it's so it's so crazy that they there's celebrities fighting over who are gonna play these characters in movies on Twitter. Like Dak Shepard and Edward Norton are both arguing over uh, playing Joe Exotic, and um, Kate McKinnon has already been cast to play uh, uh, Carol Baskin, the woman who's allegedly murdered her husband. It's she's it's, already cast. Yeah, it's crazy how they're going to turn it's into movies, and it's it's crazy. Sounds like easy movie material, much less like you make another Netflix series just about the fictionalization. They're talking about it. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah just like, who would have known that polygamy and drugs and tigers all ran in the same circle? Jeez. So, <laughs> right, so the steroids I, make them bigger too as well. People like the human, the tiger growth hormones. Right. <laughs> Putting some Charlie Sheen blood in them. Right. Yeah, it's like that. Does Charlie Sheen? Did he? Did he drink that? That's where he's getting its tiger, tiger blood. blood. From. Right. It must be. It must be what he's getting the tiger blood from. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Kyle? I was actually gonna swing. I had more comic book. Go ahead. Questions. I was gonna swing back around to that. So now that you're delivering, is that is? Are you noticing how many of your box holders is? 30%, 20%, are they – are you delivering to them or is it smaller or is it most or how is that working? Uh, so far, it's been a mixed bag of tricks with the delivery. I mean, so far, I've only done 15 deliveries and it's it's not a loss, but just to have the ability to do it for people, I think hopefully that will circulate around that, hey, we're doing it in a safe way as possible. I pretty much, oh, here you go. It's like that. Here's your books. Do you know I mean? Hope everything's doing well. You stand six feet away from the people and just try to be human with each other, man. That's been the coolest thing about it is having some decent short conversations with customers about just how they're doing outside of reading comic books. And that's the people I delivered to this, uh, on this house yesterday for her son and she's like offering me cans of soda. And I'm going like, no, don't worry about it. You don't have to give me anything else extra for it. It's just like, but you could see that she was excited to see someone else besides her family. The general consensus I've been seeing with a lot, a lot of people is like, realize like, you know, I, I know customers like us, but it's cool to see that bond that we've made with the customers over the years that they, they see us as more than just someone selling them comics. And that's like to me really kind of cool to see even more volumes turned up 
than even just seeing people come into the store and say hi to us. And it's, 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 it's weird. There's concern out there. People are concerned for us. People are concerned for each other. And it's a, it's, it's genuine. And I really appreciate the genuineness we're getting from the community of people that are more concerned about our well-being and making sure we come back rather than concerned about, Oh, am I going to get sick by going in to see a pickup or, you know, am I, am I going to get sick from them delivering comics to my house or am I going to get sick or, you know, how bad is this going to be by getting my comic books to me? And I mean, I've, I've waived a lot of delivery fees for people too as well recently i kind of want people to get their comics don't get me wrong but at the same time i understand there's financial stresses going on out too as well the full spectrum of all kinds of responses is what's happening with this covid19 virus it's really kind of unprecedented for what we're dealing with in this community i hope that answers the question okay kyle it's just it's really like spiral of emotions of things I've experienced over the past two weeks. See what you should do is well, you should, you should make it to where when your delivery service, you gently, you know, don't roll them. So there's crease marks, but just roll them up and put a rubber band <laughs> on them, put them in a t-shirt gun and have your daughter hang out the window as you drive by and just fire it out of the t-shirt gun. No, you should do it like yeah. you're the mailman or the, the, the paper boy just get on a bike with a basket, Where's roll the- them up and throw them at doorsteps. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> throw throw their comics. You could be real life paper girls without go. the time travel much. and the aliens. Exactly, dude. But uh, yeah, it's it, it it's been surreal. I said too is like that. I I really don't know where this is gonna go, and uh, you know how this is gonna do you know how this is gonna turn out but i mean i've always had belief that humanity finds ways to make things work and you know it's uh it, it it's really i said too like i, I hate being at a loss of answers i'm always trying to find out what's the next things work without compromising values or people in any way but it's um it, it, it's a challenge for everybody in the world right now and i said too is uh like, don't lose your humanity. It's, uh, that's the best way to do, think about this is like, it's only temporary. Everything I've ever dealt with in my life is I don't think that it's anything's permanent, but I don't think anything is, um, you know, permanently good or permanently bad. Everything's temporary and we find ways to make our ways through. What do and, you, uh, that's what I see what's going on right now. What, what is your opinion as a store owner on, um, other story, people doing fundraisers I, to keep their stores going or, um, Things like that. Like there's people starting GoFundMe's for local shops and it's 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 people are trying to do whatever they can to survive. I mean, it's I don't I don't want to judge people that are doing GoFundMe if they Mm -hmm. can't afford keeping their doors and uh but the whole thing too is it's hard to do a GoFundMe because how much money is gonna be enough? Right. Do you know what I mean? As it said too, that if there's no money coming in at all. For the people that are doing the GoFundMe, what are do you know? I don't know. It's it, it's it's that hairy area of doing what's needed versus opportunism. The what? So that hairy area. That's a term to use. That's the way. Well, if you think it. if you think about it like this, oh, yeah. 
It, it might be a weird thing. Wait, yes, it it is. Okay, we're going to start a GoFundMe for the comic book store. So, so we can still get our comic books later, and we can still pay for everything. Then technically, we're paying for our comics twice. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that, that that's you, the whole thing I mean? to hold up on everything too. You can't, yeah, you can't distribute comics or prepay for comics because once the comics go into print, they still need to be paid for from Diamond or for whoever's distributing them. Do you know what I mean? It's like that. Double dipping is the number one thing that people got to be careful about not doing because, as I said too, like these things are going to come out at a point. And when you're paying for them, you know, if you're taking that money as a comic book retailer now and they do come out and you don't have the money for all of them that you put on order because not everybody's taking advantage of this, where's that going to go? You're still not going to have enough to pay for that bill. Yeah. I just, I, that's oh, what I, that's, so I that mean, like, customer that gave you that money to hold for them for that comic. Yeah. And what's that line that you draw for them? Yeah, I think, I think the GoFundMe and stuff, it's kind of a gray area. I look at it as kind of a gray area. Like, I, I see the point of it, but I also see that, like, now you're charging me twice for things. Yeah. You know, especially like, you know, product. Hey, you know, just so we can, you know, and I know it's part of it's going to go to rent, part of it's going to electricity, water, employees. Yeah, you know, but that's what, the government's that's what the government's SBAs are supposed to be helping out with. I know it sounds like you can't depend on the government to take care of everything for you, obviously, but to get the crowdfunding and making sure that you're showing everything that where you're spending your money is got to be the most responsible way of that. Like I've never really been too keen on crowdfunding as a way to solve any problem because as I said too, you have to not only raise enough money to make it worthwhile, you also have to make sure that you're coming oh man I i'm sorry dude i'm having a brain fart you're, you're having to provide everything that you promise in the crowdfunding and if you don't do that at then you guy just took me and yep. you don't want compromising the integrity of your business to something that that you feel is a great idea in a panic moment well i kind of feel like you gotta be careful too because like you said before with the way the stimulus packages and all that are you getting taken advantage of? Because the government is putting, you know, it's only been a month. The stimulus package has has grants in it that small businesses don't have to pay back to pay their bills and pay their employees. And See, I heard different. I heard it had, it's a loan. There's there's stipulations to where you don't have to pay it back. And, like, so yeah. these guys, it, it hasn't even been a month yet, technically, and these guys are doing GoFundMe's already for this stuff. And how do you know how long this is going to last? How do you know you're, you're putting in the money you've got and they're turning around and have their hand out and getting bailed out and all their bills are getting paid. So now you're just giving them extra money. Yeah. But I mean, on the same note, yeah, it hasn't been a month. It's been weeks, but like, okay, Ken, if you didn't sell any product for three weeks, you'd be, you'd be stressing. Like there was no tomorrow. 
well, I understand facing going oh, forward, yeah. but right now it, it, they, it we have we've only gone one week without new comics, you know, or and that's not to mention that if they're selling back stuff and back stock and or figures or whatever else they're selling, you know. And I mean, did you notice a big decline in people buying books over the last month, Ken? In new comics or in, in general, just, just in general? Sales. Yeah, like over the month before that we weren't able to stay open anymore, I was kind of impressed. We actually stayed. It was almost like there was a little bit of fear that people were going to say, when's going to be my last chance to walk in the comic shop? When's going to be that where I need to step up and support my comic shop owner? I had so many people that came in to just try to say that, that, hey, we're here just every week for you, whether you get new comics or not. Or can I put comics do come in that that money is there to help buy my new books? The two is like nothing that we more or less solicited in any way, but just ideas that customers were coming to us with. And it was really kind of surreal to see like that, almost that customers were concerned that this was going to come. And they didn't want to um, miss out on their opportunity to help out the comic shop before the doors were locked for the month. And it wasn't a huge amount. Don't get me wrong. Because I said, too, it was like that. It may have only been like 10 to 20% of the customers. But it was pretty cool to see that happen. And then the people that didn't see, we didn't see during that time, is we only see them once a month anyway. Or sometimes forget they have a comic subscription in the first place. And it's like that. It's something they're more of like a casual customer rather than the diehard customer. Mm -hmm. With the diehard customers, I really did feel like a, a sense of urgency to make sure that um, they could try to make sure that the comic shop survived through everything that's going on right now. Yeah. So, all right. So to kind of end, end things here tonight, on a, on a note, let's put on our our future thinking caps and and we're gonna we're gonna put on our our uh, you know um, our detective hats. Detective, you can go detective. True, I was gonna say yeah, more. Um, I gotta see like. Yeah, I was gonna say more like our our John B from Pee Wee's Playhouse fortune teller hats. What do we think? And this is just purely opinion. What do you think once this is all said and done, the comic book landscape is gonna look like? As far as retail stores, physical copies, what what do you think? It, this is, do, do you think this is going to have a lasting an, impact on the industry, or how do you think it, it comes out of this? Years, it's it cut out on me there for a second, but more or less what I got is like, what do you think the future <laughs> impact is going to right now on the you, comic industry, or no? Mm -hmm, what yeah. what is the future impact? What do you when this is all said and done? What do you think the future impact this is all going to have on the comic book industry? As not only the comic book industry as a whole, but as like local shops and in the local landscape and in areas and things like that. Okay, um, that's a very, very good question. Putting on the predicting the future hat, I I do believe believe like one it's going to become status quo damn this really sucked that was one of the worst moments in comic history when there was no comics but we got all the comics we want now 
and their way through it. That's like the, I guess the, the best case scenario. Do you know what I mean? Is like that everything was put on hold for four to five weeks, maybe two to three months. But once things open up again, it's as I said too, it's like to me, once again, it's kind of like summer vacation right now. School's going to start up again next year. Right now, we're kind of in that time of like, you know, between, I don't know how to say it, almost like that fearful time of like, hey, I'm graduating high school and I'm starting college next year. Am I going to go to work? What am I going to do with my life after I'm done with this point? And, but at the same time, something does come up to happen. Do you know what I mean? You do get that first job. You do start college. And that three months in between everything is still there. And it's a starting point. Do you know? So how we know comics up to this point, a new starting point that's going to have to happen. And, and whether that means a bunch of titles at one time, I doubt it. I really do think that it's it's kind of pressing the pause button and on like a DVD or on a you know a Blu-ray, and you you know you get up, you walk away, you come back, you hit play again, and you didn't miss a beat. But at the same time, though, worst case scenario, you know, a lot of comic shops end up can't surviving this financially, and you know whatever's left out there is is out there, and. That's that sucks. One of those shops, or I, I hope I am. I'm pretty sure we'll be. But at the same time, though, is like, um, you know, comic industry has been around since 1930, and you know, World War II. There was a recycling paper effort. I, I hate saying historically, you know, um, it's. I don't think this is the end of the world. Is it's not going to just be comics we should be worried about. It should be a whole lot of other things too. And uh, I, I think this is just once again something that is going to work its way out. It, it, it's going to suck for a while, but I, I do believe that things are going to work their way. So we're we're all going to be better off because the one thing that's going to be cool about this whole thing it's the learning experience. It's uncharted territories. It's territories where we're going to have to make like new, like as I said too, we talked earlier about quartering up the nation in the distribution warehouse. Happens again. Will that be something that is a viable way to make sure it doesn't happen again? But as of right now, I just danced around the question. I know, but there's, there's no real answer right now. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think it's going to be, I, I think personally that I think a lot of people are going to be like, holy shit, everything crumbled for me at in a second's notice. And I think a lot of people are like, uh, are learning, all right, it's going to, that insecurity of, okay, this can happen again easily, that the carpet is swept out from under my feet. Maybe I shouldn't be spending all this money on these, all these little luxury things mm -hmm. that I used to. And I think that's what a lot of people are going to be doing for a while. And I think it's it's going to be a long, bumpy road for a lot of people. Yes. Yeah, especially if there's no revenue funding coming in from anything. Like if these stimulus checks aren't enough, you're right. People are going to get really conservative. 
with their dollars. We got to look at how many people are getting conservative now. How many people are are stocking up on on home groceries instead of going out to eat. People are doing a lot of things differently. And I think a lot of people are learning, holy shit, I was a little bit frivolous with my money. I think think this is... You know, this has taught a lot of people like, holy shit, I need to watch out. I, do you, you know what I mean? Like, do you think a lot of people are going to be like, okay, I know I bought a lot of comics. Maybe I should just go down to my core few that I really, really want to keep. Do you expect seeing more of that kind of stuff happening after you guys come back? I, I do hope that what we're going to see is is right now we have a lot of people that are um i said too is like that if they don't see not stick with the comic industry as a whole but the people that have like the huge passion for the product will come back to it and as i said too is like that go ahead so do you think this will sway more people to finding other means to get comic books like digital and more free ways to be able to find comics for people who I, go, I, I still want to read comics. Again, but- like the com- yeah. Well, the PS2, the comic industry is really trying to protect the world from digital. Do you know what I mean? That's what we're getting the message of right now is like digital. We know is an option, but we don't want it to be the option. And as I said, too, is like that with my whole, I don't like about digital is that there's no sharing capability with digital. Are you going to give someone your computer or your iPad or your smartphone? Say, here, dude, read, read, read some of these comics. I think it's easier to share my, with digital. Here, here's my thumb drive. Here is 700 issues of Amazing Spider-Man. Enjoy. Well, not you don't even know that. How... Let me Dropbox you. Yeah, these, like, you know? you know, like I still, I was a thumb drive I still carry around with me everywhere I go that has like, the first 115 Walking Dead's on it. And I, I've known so many people go, man, I like to read The Walking Dead. Here you go. Bring it back to me tomorrow. They have the first 115 issues to get into it. It's digital's, you know, I mean, yeah, exactly. You, here, here, hold on. And you Dropbox them an entire story arc. Yeah, I said, too, that's a that they're dealing with too as well it's like that said too is like there's um those that too is there's that's just more or less i guess with anything too with id sharing your netflix account you know i guess those are options that are out there to share their their comic book collections but uh the actor and i said too the readers like i said too i've been a reader for years too but i've been a collector the whole time as well and um, in the 1990s, the crash was caused by people that were more or less overbuying product that, that didn't have the long-term liquidity that they were hoping for. $5 words here. And when that, all those people that jumped on board for that left, do you know what I mean? And then the readers were left behind again. But that's what we're seeing now. We're we're seeing a resurgence of that with the spec market. People are jumping in just to flip and to make a quick buck and not in it for the long haul. Yeah, but the difference is they're not printing as many comics. Yeah, those people people may not be back. As I said, too, is like that. It's like the the thing with comics, too, is like what I've seen 
seen like over the past that are selling really well still are the bigger investment books, like the Silver Age books, the Golden Age books, the books that are like your super keys. I mean, like that, the, the, the recent, I guess you would say, hot market that's like more longer, that market's going to be, I think, the market that's going to suffer the most. I mean, what I miss the most right now in comic collecting is Wizard Magazine's top 10. And with the Wizard Magazine top 10, what they would do is they would reach out to comic shop owners across the country to comply their data. Um, right now, what you're seeing is everyone's just gathering data through internet auction sales. And that can change from week to week. But then, then with Wizard, the comic book stores would sell the comics and then they would report on what was selling out and they also report for what was going more than cover price. And then that they compile they, they compile their 10 lists monthly on that. With what's going on now, there's a lot of outside forces that are controlled by pre-orders more now than app waiting for the comic to even come out. And then when the pre-orders are determining the value of the comic before it even hits the stands, it's 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 like you not just, really established area market. Like you Makes just saw with sense. with Batman and the the whole uh punchline thing. Driving up sales. That was that's a before the book even comes out. So see, I think the only thing like I don't mind reading digital comics because there's enough apps out there that I that it's just like having a nook, you just flip the pages. But the thing about co collecting comics is you know that there's a value there. There's a true, you know, like, absolutely, you know, like, okay, hey, I got it. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, people who like, you know, like, I still got to read Batman if it's digital or not. I'm still going to read it. But you just don't know, you know, you just, you know, because like anytime you tell anybody, you meet somebody and you talk to them and you go, yeah, I collect comic books. How much is your most expensive comic book worth? Like, that's the, you know what I mean? And you know, you rattle it off. Exactly. You know exactly what your books are worth, like you you know what I mean, and that's part of collecting something is that there is a monetary worth behind it. You know, it's it's you like the physical copy because you know that it's. I mean, it's cool to have something in your hands, but I mean, you read stuff on the internet all day long. You you it when it comes yeah, down to it, you truly don't have to have a physical comic book in your hand. You can read it on your computer with no problem see but i'm the diff i love the feel of the physical copy in my hand and i love the smell but there's no problem with doing it though like i think nothing beats the smell when you open up like a gold or silver age book and just the way that paper smells and like it it's to a comic you know, all fan those awesome. all those golden age books you're pulling out and reading no i'm just saying but like so like today Comics when i got when I got 122 in the mail, I opened it and just the smell of the paper, like it's just, it, it, it's what it, part of being a comic book fan and collector is about. Yeah, but you're not reading a lot of silver and no yeah. age books. You're reading new books that have that new right synthetic smell to it. So you mm -hmm. don't, you're not even even physical new books. You're not even getting that comic book smell to it. The other reason you're getting that comic book smells yeah. because they've been sitting in smokers' houses and stinky <laughs> people's houses and God knows where for so because you know they didn't smell like that off the rack. Yeah. It's from sitting around in mildewy houses and moisture houses and 
people's houses have this natural smell and these books go from house to house and they, they marinate and they stay there and then they, they get this old smell to it. And so what you're enjoying is like, it smells like grandma's and people funk, people funk grandma's antiques. But I mean, but as new books that kind of your, your whole point behind it is kind of not there because it doesn't have new comic books. Don't have that smell. Mm -hmm. It's not, so I mean, it's like say one what? Say one more time because you, you glitched out on me there for a second. No, you glitched out on us. Is <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Yeah, yeah you're, glitch glitching out on, you're, you're glitching out on, out on us. us yeah. I'm not glitching. <laughs> I'm I pay a lot of money for I a glitch. lot of, for upload. Nice. But uh, but uh, no, what I'm saying is, I said new comic books don't have that comic book smell. That everybody's like that. Matt Holt, Matt's whole point okay. to reading physical books was that old comic book smell. But you're reading new comic books, so you're not getting that old comic book smell well, and that still, new issue of punchline that you just got. But it's that. But it's not that comic book smell. It's just that's a thin, that synthetic material smell that you're getting. Thanks of, Neil the, of the way yeah, of the way the ink is. I mean, it's true though. No, I know. I know what you're saying. But you know, with with, with collect whether it's new or old i think a lot of it is you start wanting to complete your sets and like say for instance digitally. like you know what it's easier digitally you can i have the all the like spider-man like books art. digitally <laughs> like like for instance like those art connoisseurs or are people that just enjoy art like you can have your more or less your computer screen and go through photo scrolling of your favorite p-time see that piece of art as a print or as an original and buy it and put it on your wall and share it with people and it's like the same type of thing with comic books and with coins or with stamps or for um, you know posters or even people that collect cars like look at barrett jackson every year dude do you know what i mean it's like you can have pictures of all those cars cars digitally inside of your time <laughs> but thousands of people every year go to barrett jackson to experience the the falafels these things after, <laughs> what uh, no <laughs> i mean no i i, I see it there, there's nothing like it it's 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 like re, it is it is i enjoy having it but i'm just saying if it came down to it i don't mind reading them digitally if yeah, i had to pick between it. between not reading comics or if, if DC came and said okay we can't get you physical books in hand but here's a comic book i'm not going to go Fuck you, physical or nothing. I am. Yeah, you're something's better than nothing. Too. What you're in, you're such a fucking liar. Well, something. But the point of collecting something is you're collecting something for for money. Even Barrett Jackson, the reason those people are buying those cars is because they're 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 collecting something. They're collecting a they're collectors. That's why we like well, see, physical. There, there's got to be some people that are. Yeah, yeah. And I said, too, is like that there's nothing. No, you didn't. But I do know like that comics, you know, has been a collector medium for years. And will it always be a collector medium? Yeah, I hope so. But as I said, too, is that uh, right now, if the digital is the only format we get, it's going to it's gonna piss a lot of people off. But at least it's still there. At least it's the that's kind of my point is you're still going to read them. 
but we like collecting because yes. we know we have this value. We have all these cool books. Like, yeah. you know, there's nothing it's cooler than yes, I have this. What about this? Oh, I've got this cool book. Look at this. Like, you know, like when I went into your store the other day, the first thing I showed you was look at the book I just got signed and graded. Yes. Like there's That's nothing awesome. there's nothing cooler about having these pieces that not everybody has. Like it forges know, like, but, friendships, like you know, you make relationships off of it. Yeah, it's social interaction. It's it's the beauty of comic collecting. I mean, as I said too, it's like it does, it does suck to have like a pile of all these books that you never hey dude, check this out, dude. It's like that. Oh, you like comics? I like comics too, man. It's like, what are some of your favorite books? It's like, oh, cool, let me show you some of them. That's that it's 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 interaction, it's it's the beauty of the hobby. That's that you like still do that. You can do that with you know, digital. Hey, there, man, I, I'll email you that copy. Well, man, thanks. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know, dude. I'm not as said too, it's like that. Uh, like I don't like I don't lend my comic books out. That's goddamn sure. <laughs> nope. Let me get you the digital copy because you're not taking my physical. Exactly. <laughs> So I'm not. <laughs> Why don't you Google that shit and find it and read it? But it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Go to your local comic store and fucking buy one. That's how it comes back with the uh, spine yeah. ticks and rolls and Cheeto dust on pages. Thank you for finger fucking my book, <laughs> asshole. Yeah. Rolled, rolled up, and you know, put a. Th- yeah. It's like having Todd and Carlin sign your book. Thanks, man. <laughs> See, I have a different. I have a different outlook. In, in ways than you guys do on how this comes out. I think I think the comic book industry survives, but it's gonna be it, it's gonna it's gonna change because I think people who are I think people are gonna lose interest depending on how long this goes. You might lose interest in storylines. Forget storylines are even going on. And you're gonna I think you're gonna see a lot of people that are are spending, spending, spending right now walk away from the hobby and and maybe not just because they don't have the money to spend, but because they lost interest in it, depending how long this goes on. And they lost interest into the storylines or, you know, I, I don't think a lot of shops are going to make it out of this. And I think, I think some will, if, if, if they've diversified their, their stuff, like we talked about before, if, if you're more d- diversified in selling back issues or cards or figures and, and things like that, I think you've got a better a better chance of surviving this versus if you're just selling comics or, you know, there's, there's some shops I'm not going to name them that come to my mind that if it comes out that they don't make it past all this, I would be like, I'm not surprised. You know, if you're not selling over different mediums and and different ways, then you're, that's, I was exactly going to say what Mike just said. If they're smart and this lasts longer than two months, and you think people are going to lose interest, start everything at number one. That, We're that's, starting everything over. You're 100% right. And that's where I was going next with this, is that this is a perfect time yeah. for, for Marvel and DC to look at what they've got. They re, they reboot every three years, basically, anyways. And we're getting up to that with Rebirth. So, you know, take this time to look at what you've got and assess and be like, do what we have coming out going forward. Is that what we want? Or do we want to change now and pivot? And slowly roll stuff back out when this ends with new number ones or different storylines. And then maybe finish off what you have in, in like a trade or a, a giant issue kind of like they did with the final issue of Walking Dead. Or finish it off those storylines later on. But just roll out with new stuff because 
right. Their, their stuff wasn't the greatest right now to begin with. God, I, I, I think that that's walking a fine line of pissing off the only readers you have left. What start from number one or? Yeah. Yep. You're going to have to, I mean, I just, what we were talking about was like my, we were talking about the recovery of it, how it's going to be. I think a lot of people are going to be more conservative when it comes to buying comic books. They're not going to be, you know what I mean? They're not going to be just buying all those awesome covers, buying all the variants, buying certain runs just because it's a certain character in it or a certain person's drawing it. I think a lot of people are going to go back down to their core few that they truly love. And that's really what people are going to do. I think you hit on an important point there too, Kyle, about the fact of all the different variant covers that are being thrown at us. Like for instance, does Vampirella need six covers per month? Do you mean it's like that? That's something that hurts comic shops as a whole. If we don't sell through all six covers and it's nice for the customer and the consumer to have all those options but you may see more and more comic shops just limit to, hey, we just want to get the one cover that we think is going to sell the best. And you're going to retailer that you do want that other cover because they're not going to be able to order them quite as much if they don't have this money saved up for when this starts back up again. Because if this starts back up again and you have like six to ten covers for number one of a book that starts up, you know, it's like, are, are, we, are we doing a disservice to – the consumer or is the industry doing a disservice by giving us all those options that we have to pay for and hope that they saw so you may be right on the head. There's like the variants are going to be something that is definitely going to have to shrink back up for comic shops that are coming off of this to be able to comic shops in Arkham. <laughs> I think I, I think it's going to be. Like, out again, <laughs> yeah, just for a second. But at what point do you potentially see the comic book that? Yeah, my family's watching it. Every month. Whoops. Diamond, d- at, what, at what point do you see Diamond or or the market potentially putting shops out of out of business that's on its own? Because you know you can't afford. Depending how long this goes, shop owners aren't going to be able to afford to to buy new books, and they're not going to be able to afford to buy those extra issues to get that one in 100 variant and people are going to go elsewhere. So at what point do you, do you think that maybe it puts it, it might even be responsible for putting itself out of business? Yeah. Like as I said too, is that something that's been a concern even before all this, like you're saying earlier was the comic industry, as I said too, if like for, retailers it is it's 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 a very fragile place when there's all these products that are being thrown at us to purchase for our consumers in hope that they're going to buy it and being like you have to be super super diligent not to over order on anything these days because you know i go back 10 10 12 years i've been open 15 years now we used to order for holding back issues for about you know a year or two to make sure that we have that stock for customers because comics was so, um, you know, the Scott Snyder era of Batman. Do you know what I mean? Or the <laughs> your wife know. just flamed you, dude. I'm glad like crazy, aren't I? What? Kyle's no, wife my... just flamed him. <laughs> she said that okay, new, Nubia wrote. Nubia wrote. It's also not nice for the wife when the husband wants all <laughs> the variants. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, 
Kyle, Kyle's wife is giving him shit. In our in, in, yeah. on our chat. Yeah. But I think it's well, going to be a, a reflection on all businesses. I think you, you're going to see this is going to change the way businesses, I think, do business. And you're going to I think you're going to see a big pivot to letting people work from home and pivot to doing things online and and things like that. It, it, this is going to show companies how much money they can save by not owning a giant office building and just letting people work from home. It, it's going to be interesting yeah. to see well, how, how things change. Like, if you think we have the baddest comic shops, think about movie theaters nationwide. They Think about strip clubs. Kind of shocked. You know, it's like Those real. Poor single moms. Yeah. yeah. She just wants what? to go to school to be a doctor. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, so they're, they're saying the AMC is already coming out and saying that they might be in bigger financial trouble than originally thought. So it's it's going to be crazy what happens. Yeah, but Brian, why don't you go ahead and uh, run down what you guys had for the the hot ten for us? And send well, us, it was send us it home. was like I was saying earlier that um, you know because of everything that's going on, even the hot ten uh, was just a hot four. <laughs> it was it was different. So uh, let's go ahead and do this. So did the news that the uh, the Last of Us two is or it being indefinitely uh, pushed? Did that do anything to deflate that book? Probably. Well, here's the craziness. Okay. So basically what Ben did this week is because of, if you go and look, uh, when Ben does, when Ben, when Stein does his uh, search uh, and correlation of all his data, one of the main things he's looking at is our books going up in price. Right. And he looked at books this week and he was like, Oh my God, nothing is going up in price. I mean, it, it, it may be a couple books are going up a dollar or two, but there's nothing that's going, everything else is, go, everything's going down in price because of the craziness. And basically what he wrote is uh, he said, since very few books are trending upwards, he will not cheapen this list by throwing anything on here. Uh, basically that's just like saying, Oh, this book is going for $2 more than it was going for last week. He's not going to throw that on here. So he said, uh, this, li- this week's list is all inside, uh, his mind, either in his books he wants or books that he has and won't let go. Um, so it's kind of interesting, but, uh, the first book, he did two books in the, um, golden age. He did uh, world's finest comics, number three, um, because he said, this is like, you know, one of the books that he'll never be able to attain, uh, but it's one of his all-time favorite books. And uh, it's just a great cover, uh, Batman playing baseball with Superman and or playing baseball with Superman and Robin. Um, just a, like an American pie type cover. One of the I like very- Robin's um, catcher gear. Yeah. yeah. Ken's sitting there like, I got about six of those in the Drawn to Comics vault right now. Yeah. Well, if you do... <laughs> This thing, a 1.8 sold this January for $2,000. A one, this, this book never comes up. It's also Scarecrow's very first appearance. And Scarecrow is Ben's very, very favorite That's villain. Cool. So he put in here that this is the first appearance of Scarecrow, but Scarecrow doesn't show up again until the Silver Age. So um, it kind of adds to the price of this book. Uh, the next Golden Age book he put in for honorable mention is Weird Fantasy number 17. That's He's... Cool yeah, this is this is the first Golden Age book that he ever got into, and he asked, uh, you know, the local CBSI Golden Age gurus, John Z and Ben uh, Ben C, what he should, you know, buy for Golden Age, and they told him, 
very good advice, which is just buy what you like. If somebody, if you like it, that means somebody else likes it. And that's the best way to get into golden age. And so this is the first book he bought, and it turned out to, to be a, a stunner. So you buy Golden Age like you buy all comics. When yes. you get into it, just buy what you like. Amen. Amen. And uh, this is a famous uh, Al Feldstein cover. Uh, I love it because of the old school, you know, uh, space UFO type feel to mm -hmm. it. It's got the old school rocket ship, you know, from like Metropolis era, you know, 1920s type science fiction. I love, always love the color of Golden Age books. I mean, to me, that is like the best comic book coloring there is. And it, and it's very simple, but it just looks so good. And they did a really good job at using con, con, contrasting colors and stuff. So very cool book. Um, on to he's got so many of those in the vault. He's getting ready to use them as toilet paper replacement. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number 10, this is a book that, so Ben collects all art germ covers, and this is the book that made him stop collecting all art germ covers because it's just unattainable. Um, this was a uh, Kickstarter that Brian Polito did um, where you had to spend like eight $900 to get this cover, and there was only 77 copies available. Um Wonderful. And he, it's just, it's so hard to find. You're just, you're not going to find this book. So the crazy part is 77 people gave Brian Pleto right $900 yeah. as a Kickstarter. Have not, you nothing ever... against Brian. I'm, I'm not saying like he, he comes out with some cool ass covers and, and some cool art and stuff. But the fact that people were like, I'm going to give you $900. Well, here's the 77 of them. That's crazy. Here's the crazy thing. You, he, they didn't even show the artwork. Uh, ben thinks that he, he he wasn't sure, but he thinks that. And Ken, I don't know if you remember this, but he said that when this Kickstarter started and you had to put in your money, you didn't even know who were doing the the covers yet. Um, there was three covers; they all were seventy seven copies each. So, yeah, go ahead. I, I hate saying I'm probably one of the. I don't follow too many Kickstarter projects on things because I feel if I go down that wormhole, I'll to support all of them as a comic shop owner and so i try to keep hands off i said hey guys do whatever you want to i'll spread the word but i can't donate because once I'll you put that first five dollars in every for five bucks <laughs> and it's uh you can't you, yeah dude it's it, it's it's hard <laughs> to uh to commit to everybody what yeah. did i do now <laughs> nothing it wasn't you um, <laughs> she that whole it was Kyle. No, it was just Kyle, Kyle being Kyle. <laughs> um, I, I think this is a beautiful cover, man. Like that's one of the most beautiful art germ covers you're gonna see. And and uh, the reason I asked Ken uh, if he remembered this is because I know I know Brian's pretty. It, it, he's an Arizona guy too, right, Ken? So I don't is is he he's pretty. Uh, it, you know. Um, he gets out there in the local scene, right? At every convention. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah Polito's on so. Phoenix. I remember seeing that image before because uh, I went with one of my buddies to, what was it? The the coffin, maybe yeah. like some kind of comics con or something like that was last year in 2019, if I remember mm -hmm. correctly. I remember seeing that image at the show on like banners as like one of their flagship 
marketing pieces. It's just, it's, it's totally eye-catching from anywhere in a room. And I'm sure I saw that Phoenix Fan Fusion too over at the Coffin Comics booth as well. Yeah. Beautiful cover. So, um, but that is, one, that's their image to, to market themselves. Yeah. But go ahead. Uh, number nine is an Animaniacs uh, book. This is one of the books that he owns that he would just never sell. Uh, ben is a big Animaniacs fan, and this is one of the books that got him back into comics. Nice. Uh, so it's uh, I, I'm I, who doesn't love the Animaniacs? That was like such a big right. part of I know me, Kyle's age group, uh, Ben too. Um, can you remember it too? Like this was like a, a cartoon that kids would watch and adults would watch. Yeah. Like, yeah. Animaniacs kind of brought back comedy cartoon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's for sure. Um, Remember uh, CI Joe and Thundercats and Transformers and Voltron and Animaniacs was that cartoon that brought back kind of brought back the Looney Tunes comedy type of aspect of cartooning again. Yeah. Uh, number eight, this is just a kick-ass cover. This is House of Mystery 247. If I ever find that cover, I'm fucking buying it. Right? I didn't know about this cover. And he put this on there just saying this is a book that he wants that is so hard to find. He wants it in a 9-8. It's just so hard to find. But I'm so glad he put it on this list because I didn't know about this book. And I'm right there with you. Like, you yeah. got DiCarlo, like, almost DiCarlo-style girls in bikinis from the early 70s or so. You got a skeleton riding a surfboard. Um, fucking amazing cover. And and it's not like a, like a goof cover. And they're trying to play it off as real. Like, you know? Death rides the waves. Yeah, what a great line. So, <laughs> is that yep yeah. <laughs> yeah here we go uh, uh this is a really cool cover this is a bernie wrightson jurassic park cover this cover is a ghost um it's a variant wow. the jurassic park variants for 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 the this run all had um like really good artists do black and white pencil work kind of stuff and this is the bernie wrightson one jurassic park number four the retail incentive variant just a super tough book to find and uh he said that uh, this is one of the books that he picks up every time he sees it, and uh, he won't. He, everyone he has, he won't sell. So, uh, number six. Awesome. This is a funny one. So he said mm -hmm. he, he was a big San Antonio Spurs mm -hmm. fan, and uh, he said he doesn't care about Punisher at all. He could care less about Punisher, but he wants <laughs> to get Tim Duncan. Book. Yep, <laughs> he wants to get his book because it's, he's a huge Tim Duncan fan, and he wants to get a signature series of Tim Duncan on this book. Oh my God! Is, how cool would that be? All right. What if like I didn't know about this book either? But that's a to me the best signature series of books are books like this. Like uh, Jimmy used to from from old school Unpressable Crew used to get like books like this signed by people and actors and stuff because he lived in Toronto. And I remember he got a couple Conan books where it's the Arnold Schwarzenegger photo cover. He mm -hmm. got signed by Arnold. And this is one of those books that's just a really good idea to, if you ever get a chance. And it's a, it looks like it's a retail incentive variant. Uh, Ken, have you ever heard of the store Heroes and Fantasies? Yeah, Heroes and Fantasies. It is. They used to do a lot more about five or ten years ago. Um, I want it. Oh my gosh, dude. Are they based out of Florida? Heroes and Fantasies? We didn't know. Yeah, yeah we didn't know. It's it's. I'm trying to remember. So remember, heroes and fantasies for being in Florida. No, they're in, take a San look and see. they're in San Antonio, Texas. 
Okay, that makes sense. That's why well, that makes why it's, like, yeah, why it's to, and I guess that's Tim Duncan's real car too. So Ooh, of course it is. Did Heroes yeah. and Fantasies become unknown comic? They could have. That's a no, good they're, question. They're did, did Heroes and Fantasies start? No, they're still around. Matt says, "Is that is that the same people that's unknown comics or no? Uh, no, no, uh, no. They're still just Heroes and Fantasies." All right, on to number five. So the, that's, the, that's, the that's, that's just a cool, a cool thing, uh, you know, to get, and and that's one of the ones he wants to get. So, number five. This is one of the most beautiful covers. Another beautiful cover that I didn't really remember. I remember when this came out, but it just it dropped off. What a gorgeous cover! That is a beautiful the, cover. Yeah, yeah. The, all the red space and the and the just the dead space. Ten forty of those. And and <laughs> the way he's holding her and she's dead and it's just it's heart wrenching because they'll sell you, you know, went on eBay for a better internet connection. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know that like that's painful. So and and it's kind of interesting because one of the things that they brought up while talking about it is where they put the uh, UPC. Um, at least they put it somewhere. You know, it's not where fucking it, kinda, it up. Yeah, I but think it, it still does. Looks put terrible. it on the back it's of the still, book. Yeah, I exactly. think it fucks it up. Yeah, but I'm just saying, it doesn't fuck it up by being in the bottom left corner. No, exactly. right, but exactly. I think it, I think it just fucks it up being where it is. It shouldn't like, be there at all. Yeah, it should just be that negative red space, and, and yeah. I think you should. Put it it should have been a virgin board. cover. I like the trade dress. I love the trade dress being up there, but it would have looked good as a virgin too. So, uh, number four, uh, this is an eerie comic, eerie number seven. Uh, this is a Frazetta cover, and uh, he says this is a book he Ooh, wants wow. to find in 9.8. It's just a tough – all these eerie and creepy and these old horror magazines are just impossible to find in high grade. Um, so this is just a really cool Frazetta cover that you don't see very often. Um, just a cool cover. What issue of Spider-Man was that, Brian? That was – yeah, it was 652. It's the 70s variant, I guess they call it. And this is another, it's a ghost. Uh, as far as I know, it's a hard book to find, but. 100 bucks on eBay right now. There you go. Jeez. Beautiful book, though. And there's only uh, one on there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eerie number seven. Oh, yeah. We already talked about that. That's for Zeta. This is an interesting one. So this is a book that uh, people in the spec spec world have kind of known about for a while. It's an it's a ghost of a variant. Um, this is so such a hard book to find, and it's J. Scott Campbell, and it's got some beautiful non female J. Scott Campbell art. I love to see J. Scott Campbell art. I don't want like he it's, he draws nothing but chicks, and he's a good artist. Like some of his uh, GI Joe covers are amazing. Um, this his cover, Rob Zombie cover is awesome. His Rob Zombie covers are awesome. This cover is great. That big ass fucking rhino in the background, the camel dude, uh, the 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 big black dude behind her. Um, <laughs> um, the, the, <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that, that phrasing, bro. Uh, you just so, didn't uh, even come up with something. You're just like just a big black dude. <laughs> just a big black dude behind her. Uh, I'm being honest. So uh, it's just a great cover, dude. It's a really good cover. So uh, that's number three. This is a like I said, tough book to find. Uh, good luck finding it. It's 
Uh, issue number 31, the I think it's some type of, uh, I don't know, retailer incentive variant or something. But uh, this is number two. Uh, it, Kyle knows this book. I know this book. One of my favorite all-time Neil Adams covers. It's probably most people's favorite, one of favorite all-time Neil Adams covers. Mm. Um, and uh, it's just a tough book to find in high grade. Um, he wants to pick up a 9.8 of this. So he's Good just luck. kind of – yeah. About a seven thousand dollar book in nine point eight. So tough, tough to put down I mean, that much. How many nine point eights do you think are in like the they come up about, census of that? Yeah, they come up about once a year. So one guy needs to pay his rent or what? <laughs> yeah, uh, seven, grand. Grand. seven grand, man, Which in your hand. Homeboy gets falls behind on child support. Yeah. Uh, number one is an interesting story. Uh, when I saw this book, I was like, why is this book number one? But it's right. number one for sentimental reasons. This was a book that, um, when CBSI first kind of got started, I guess, or I don't know if it was during that time or not, but that's what I'm, I'm thinking. Somebody just sent him this book and said, Hey, I just want to give you this book, uh, just for your friendship. You know, they were good friends and it's kind of like the same thing that happened with with Kyle and and me and and getting some some really good books and I'm sure everybody has got it. Matt Ken you sometimes you run in, you have good friends that are just like hey I know you you like this this book here you go I want to give it to you and for mm-hmm. asking for nothing and those books are the are like most people books that you never sell just because they have sentimental value um, and. Um, we all have stories like that. We all have books like that. So I, I get it. So that that was just a, a really weird hot 10 this week. So, um, hey, he, that, and that's a cool book too with Teen Titans in it. Yeah. First, uh, Silver Age Teen Titans appearance, first appearance of uh, Cyborg and Raven and, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, but Cyborg. Yeah. Um, I apologize. Yes. No, you're good, brother. You're good. You're good, brother. Uh, uh, so yeah, it's just he kind of did say that you know the, the over the next couple of weeks it's going to be kind of weird. So unless something changes, you, you know, if somebody's got any ideas of uh, some cool lists they might want to see, you know, put together, go ahead and throw up uh, suggestions. But yeah, it's just like you know most of the show has been about this. This Corona craziness is uh, messing up everything. So let's hope we get back uh, get back to regular life. Let me ask you that. What's the normal going market value on a Spider-Man 601 J. Scott Campbell cover? Oh, well, that's the one you. where Mary Jane's sitting on the couch with Spider-Man swinging away from her. I would say 60 bucks. Yeah, that's one of the lower end J. Scott Campbell Spidey covers. It's going for $100 on eBay right now. Not bad. Not bad. If you got that book and it's raw, sell that shit. Is that sold values or... Yeah, that's what it's been selling for. Not bad. I got a few of those. Yeah. But can yeah. he be frozen or you just hang it out? I think he's frozen. I think he froze. Oh, bummer. No, he's still okay. there. I wanted to plug his uh, eBay store for everybody. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that people can find him and maybe get some books off of him and help him, help him keep his comic book store alive in these tough times. Damn. We'll have to post a link for it. Well, I think I follow. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me. I think I actually post it. Plug it for him, Kyle. Uh, let me, let me look it up real quick. 
if he could say it before I get to it, that'll be cool too. I think he's, I think his internet's <laughs> done though. <laughs> yeah. Let me see. If, here we go. I'm not getting much with you guys. Okay, everybody. It's uh, I guess I could have just rattled this off, but it's a uh, drawn to comics, one word. And it looks, everybody, it looks like it's got his store logo. It's, I can't, you know, it's the, the superhero with the long cape, and it says drawn to comics. But he's a top-rated seller. So he's got 100% feedback. So if you guys are looking for good books, I mean, he's got them up right now. He's got some pretty cool books. He's got a lot of books, and he's got that J. Scott Ooh. Campbell. Other you can share my screen, man. There we go. There you go. Thank you, guys. No problem, brother. So make sure you guys go check it That's out. awesome. As you can see up here, it's uh, ebay.com slash drawn to comics. Go in there and buy. Ooh, that's a cool Nightmare on Elm Street book. Yeah, if even if you're in the you know not in the Phoenix area and you know some other part of the country, you can you still support Drawn to Comics and Ken if you want, or your other local shops too. You just want to help help these local store owners that are independently owned while we're going through these hard times, and because they they've got to pay their their bills too. So, amen. Definitely help them out. You stay the fuck inside. Yeah. Wash Do you have any hands. special going on, Ken, with on your com on your eBay? Oh, a bunch. Yeah, can you hear me, okay? Kind of. Okay. What I've been doing recently is I've been doing plus five bonus boxes, more or less. When you purchase the the listings on there that say the plus five bonus books. I pick out five good comics that I throw in with your purchase. So all you're doing is paying for the one, five other comics, and they're all coming to you with free shipping too. So I'm you're not making any much for profit on it. I'm just trying to get people comics, and it it's a good deal. Like yeah, that's cool. So if you buy one, it helps us with a little bit of revenue too. That is just incredible deals for people this week. So. So on your eBay listings, it says plus five next to it. Yeah, dude. I think we lost them. That's all right. Yeah, I'm losing you guys, dude. Just go check it out. Everybody go look and Ken's a good dude. And I'm sorry, family. Checking out. Yeah, family owned guys. That's that's the key. Is these, these stores are family owned. So if you can and you're looking for comics, make sure to support your local comic shop or stores like Ken on eBay. That's a great way to to kind of keep the the community alive and stores going and making it through this. And you know, we talked a lot at length tonight about the outcome after all this. And you know, fans are going to be a play, play a big part and and shops returning by by how much we can help them out in their time of need right now. So. Just keep that in mind moving forward. Also, I want to thank Ken for joining us tonight and giving us with his, his insight on, on things going on and 
the comic state of the comic industry right now. I definitely appreciate you joining us tonight, Ken. Guys, if you want to support us and support the show, head on over to our Etsy store, etsy.com forward slash absolute geek podcast, and pick up a Kyle signature series shirt. Um, nice. Proceeds go to support the show um, and, and get your uh, no, sir, that is an incorrect statement shirts. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, all proceeds go back into the show. Um, if you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so. I know Patreon is actually hurting for people right now and they're asking creators to push heavily on, on Patreon to, to help them out too. So if you want to support the show that way, you can do so on Patreon. There you go, man. Um, what? Do you want to share the... Uh... What, 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 what? Oh, the Etsy store? Pull up the, pull up the shirt. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Oh, Go to the Etsy store, pick up a no sir. There it is, the new sleeve on it too, with the with Kyle signature. signature. Oh shit! With the Kyle signature. Buy them, motherfuckers! Buy them. Yes. Twenty five bucks, and then that goes back into the show and make to make Pure. more shirts and stuff. So, but, uh, but yeah, awesome. Thanks for pulling that up, Brian. Yep. Guys, make sure to check out uh, Brian on the podcast as well as Tales from the Flipside. Uh, if you're, you know, there's all that entertainment there. There's so many podcasts out there right now to to get you that entertainment that you're lacking in other other places. And you know, if you want to look at, check out some cool interviews, go listen to podcast. Um, do Flipside if you want more comic book knowledge. Check out, you know, all the local podcasting, Grizzle Geek, um, to read. Uh, Comic book exposure, couch crunchers. There's there's so much good content that you can consume out there, video and podcast wise, um, to to get you through. But I guess that'll do it for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast. Do you guys have anything else you want to touch on? We'll let Ken get out of here since since his internet is is garbage dying. Yeah, want to see you what? Go ahead. What uh, are you guys? Can you guys? Well, yeah, you need to <laughs> put your internet out of misery. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, very cool. My internet's like, yeah, your internet says, Not today, kid. Thank sure. you guys for having me on. You're welcome. Thank you for coming on. We, we heard that. We appreciate Bye. you coming on finally. Uh, it's been a while. We have to get you back again soon. But Yeah, definitely got to come back, brother. For yeah. sure. Guys, thank you for tuning into tonight's episode on YouTube. If you, this is your yeah, first I think time. I need to increase my watch. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. Well said. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Shakespeare couldn't have said it better. But, um, guys, if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. We'll be here back each and every Friday night. Um, if it's your first time watching us and you had a good time and get, we're informed, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. If you're listening to the playback on Monday and you want to watch us live, you can do so every Friday night on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash absolute geek podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. And for this week's episode of the absolute geek podcast, I'm Matt. I am the Guinea pig Prince Kyle. And I am not racist. <laughs> and that was Ken from drawn comics reminding you. To wash your damn hands, stay safe, social distancing, and for the love of God, watch Tiger King. Because it's not like you got anything else to do, really.
you're stuck inside. Watch Tiger King. <laughs> you'll 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 have a good time. And we'll see you guys right back here next Friday, 7.30 p.m. Arizona time. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs>